everyone! This is DM Samuel, and you are about to witness the most fantastic session of D&D Brief ever. I don't actually know if that's true, but let's just go with it. Fake it till you make it, right? No pressure. Uh, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> I am here with my awesome players, who I will have introduced themselves, and we'll start with Karu. Uh, hi guys, uh, my name's Karu, I am playing Marcel Petit-Diabduran, the gender-fluid Lutrinian storm sorcerer, who really hopes he can create a storm in the middle of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing they'd expect. <laughs> and, uh, David. Um, yeah, my name is David, I play Axley Tillingquest, halfling bard. And Nina. Oh, I'm Nina, and I'm playing Emma Nornestra, who is a human Tempest Clerk. And last but not least, Matt. Hello, I'm Matt. I'm playing Konos Lindath, the CL Warlock. Okay. So, recap. <laughs> Do you know what you did last session? We're in hell. <laughs> <laughs> The last session yes, didn't no. happen, right? <laughs> it's it's fine. We're all fine. We didn't just make uh, uh, any. We didn't sign any contracts. That's it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. We're all they, gonna die. And if we did sign contracts, they certainly weren't multi-layered and extremely convoluted ones. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> we read the fine print. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so we had just returned to Calport and we ran to the library to check in on things there, the spire room and everything in the book. Um, saw that the spire room, the book was still burning and it, the part of the blue cover is showing, but like the skin cover is still like burning away. Mm-hmm. Um, and the soul spire, the red um, flow from the dark plateau to the red plateau is greatly reduced. I think that's what happened. Um, and the white plateau was a lot more gray. Um, so we gathered some information there, and then we head down to the region where the book protecting the infernal gate is. Um, I think we checked in with Makotam too at some point. Um, and then we made a deal with the devil. That was really fun. My, my Just like poor, that. <laughs> poor cleric probably resisted for a good like hour and a half and finally like... Yeah. You uh, made a valiant fight. <laughs> yes. Uh, but some information from Axley um, completely took me and Emeryn off guard <laughs> and changed our minds a little bit. So... Um, yeah, basically, we made a deal that, um, with Arnimeth, um, Arnimeth. retrieve the Arnimeth. Arnimeth Ol- uh, Olrenesk is the devil yeah. that they were. Yes. Um, we were supposed to retrieve the sword, uh, Sulgrimud is crafting, called the Ark of Sorrow. And the forge is powered by a demon, and in return, we get to move all of the water from, not all of the water, most of the water that goes into the common plateau back to the blue plateau. I think that's most of it. I think the only thing you missed was Sam finally found a way to actually make me take damage this whole campaign. <laughs> 
getting jabbed by random yep. pebbles. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. every single so time we've had battle, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stand way back here. <laughs> Yeah. So as I recall, the task we have to accomplish is there's a sword being made at the forge that is not finished yet, right? Mm-hmm. And some for some reason, progress on the sword has halted, and the the devil wants the sword to be finished. Uh, no, it has not halted. There is a person making the sword, still making it. It is almost done. This is what he told you. It's almost done. You have great timing because as soon as it's finished, which is imminent... He wants you to take it. It's being oh, made for someone okay. else. Ah, uh, so it's a theft. Okay. Well, it is a heist job. You are procuring it for him. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and he did not tell you who uh, it was being made for. He said he didn't care who is, you know, does, doesn't matter who it's been made for. Because that means it's going to be someone who puts us in the <laughs> yeah. butt. He just said it doesn't. It shouldn't matter to you. You're, what's what matters to you is what the contract says, and and whether or not you fulfill the contract. And so, the contract says, um, if the group obtains the Ark of Sorrow from Solgrimud, um, and they can do so with the benefit of having resistance to fire that the devil will give you, that. Um, that uh, um, Arnimeth will give you. He will. He will do something to make you resistant to fire. Okay, if you retrieve the Ark of Sorrow from Solgrimud, um, he will allow you to utilize two infernal gates to siphon water from the common plateau um, through the red plateau. One gate coming into the red plateau. One gate leaving the red plateau to go back into the blue plateau. In the amount of the level that matches uh, the level of water on the common plateau just before the flood occurred, right? He will do that when you provide the command phrase, which is turn back the flood antediluvian, okay? Which sounds like a great chorus of a song. <laughs> I just want to make a great song now. Um, hit, hit single. <laughs> right. And Axley had written into the contract that Voss, the person who led you through the maze to get to uh, Arnimeth, Voss will suffer any benefit or consequence of the contract. Voss also, therefore, had to sign the contract. Um, you all signed the contract by placing your bloody thumbprint onto it. And the blood was your own. Um, if you fail at your task, um, Arnimeth gets the Rod of Tadius, and you don't get to use the gates. However, your souls will not be forfeit to the devils. So that's a win. <laughs> Even though they tried to sneak that in there. Multiple iterations. So that Clerical is... Clerical error, don't mind that. <clears throat> yes, right. <laughs> Once it's signed, there's no such thing as clerical error. Yeah. So that's the current um, sitch situation, right? You're you are you're still basically standing in front of Arnimeth, and you have now all pressed your thumb into the contract. Voss uh, left the room after being 
given the gift of flight from Konos uh, in a mistaken attempt to try to reward him for all of the harassment that he obviously gets from his uh, devilish boss. Um, that backfired a little bit because uh, having a, a relative mortal being provide a service to Voss was um, not necessarily what Voss... Not necessarily the uh, gift that it was meant to be. So, um, you know, intentions matter, but um, Voss is not happy with any of you right now at this point. So that unintentional slight occurred, but um, before that, Axley was giving Voss such a hard time. But the reason that Axley was giving Voss such a hard time was that Voss led you through a very dangerous maze, and all the while, some uh, bone devils and... Um, I can't remember what, what else was in there. Se several different types of devils were hidden behind... Uh, walls of darkness and poking out their weapons and they all seem to attack Marcel. So Marcel was, uh, damaged during the, uh, trip through the maze. So it was a pretty harrowing day for you. And you haven't even gotten to the demon forge to retrieve the sword yet. No. Uh, so I don't even know who you know where it is. Well, so I'm sure I transport. Yeah, so Arnimeth said he'll just open a gate right in the wall that will put you into the Demon Forge. Question is, how do we get back? Yeah, I mean, presumably, he presumably the gate will remain, uh, because uh, you know he wants the sword, so he's not going to strand you there, right? Presumably, I mean. Technically speaking, you did not write that into the contract. In fact, you did not write into the contract that he would be required to provide you a way out of the Red Plateau. True. Fine, I got something. <laughs> Works. I'm just saying, right? Uh, so, yeah. you know. Let us have things. I feel like contract is not well um, So the question is now what? Are we doing this, like, right now? Is he expecting us to go in, like, ASAP because this thing is going to be ready in, like, an hour, 24 hours? Well, like, so what are we talking about? that's another thing that's not written into the contract. In fact, you could just say, hey, we don't feel like doing it right now. It's not. It doesn't say in there, you have to go right now to do this. Because if it's not finished, right? we don't know the time frame, how long it's going to take for it to be done, right? We don't want to show up and have to wait a week. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I think the implication is this is the best opportunity to get it because if it goes to whoever is receiving it, then that's a whole new story. Right. Be a problem. So the, the, the idea I think is what, what he was trying to imply to you is that the person that's forging the weapon, the, the Ark of Sorrow is not, able to refuse to give it to you, right? Like they, it's their magnum opus is what he said. They just want to finish their magnum opus, right? They just want to finish their magnum opus. They don't care if you steal it once it's done. They just want to finish their mag. So, you know, who knows who this person is? It might be a devil. It might be somebody that was, 
contracted to make this and when they're done they get freed or something right like you don't they might not care what happens to it once it's done that was the implication that he sort of you know he just said they don't they said he said Solgrima doesn't care they just want to finish their magnum opus and but once it's done right if it goes to the person it's being made for then Arnimeth isn't going to have as, as easy a time getting it, presumably. Otherwise, he wouldn't bother to ask you to get it. He would just go get it himself, right? So, so the idea we was... we deceptive? Huh? Say that again? I was just asking if we thought we could be deceptive and be like, hey, we're here to pick up blah, blah, blah for person <laughs> and just be like, and just take it and run. I mean, you, you don't know who it's being made for. Uh, no idea. Well, that's kind of my thought is, you know, we go in, you know, I can try to use mass suggestion and say, hey, you know, we're the, we are here on behalf, you know, we're here to take delivery of the sword and take it to its, take it to its recipient. May we have it, please. And then when that doesn't work, I start out with blasting things, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, uh, it also took four, what's the, the damage on from mass making suggestion? Uh, wisdom. You know, the type or the number? Oh, just the type. I'm just looking uh, at what's in there. <laughs> oh boy! I'm just seeing how likely it is. Probably not very likely. Uh, wisdom save, but if things that things that are if things cannot be charmed, they are immune to it. If they can't be charmed, they're immune to it. Um, right. Huh. That's an interesting. Hadn't thought of that. Let me. I need to know whether that's whether they are immune to it or not. So, might as well just look it up right now, as you're all still discussing what you're going to do. I'll paste the spell test text in our uh, Discord. I mean, I could look at. I'm I'm more looking at the creatures to see if they. Uh... So plan <clears throat> plan A would be go in there, mass suggestion. We're here to pick up the sword for the person it was intended to. Mm. When that fails, we start Eldritch Blasting. If that fails, we free the Bulgura. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the Baylor? Sorry, yes, the Baylor. (laughs) I feel like we progressed from plan A to plan B to plan G. Very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's an option. I don't know how yeah, I'm just saying a creature that po- can power a forge by itself probably is best, better left, not be, be, better off left, left where it is and not being set free. But if the opportunity um, presents itself, I mean, if it's like a desperate situation and yeah, the I mean, it won't. I wouldn't say under no circumstances, but it's probably not going to be the first or the second thing I go for. I mean, we can also go with the cover story, right? If if this is that that uh, the magnum opus of this this forger, we could go in as admirers, right? We could we could say we're we're coming for advice on you know a dark sword that we came across and wanted to know if they could shed some light on it, and then we've also heard tales of this incredible forger's skills and uh, a, a new sword they're working on. We can appeal to their ego. We might be onto something. Yeah. That probably is what the good, might, that's probably a good way to start. Yeah, I also have adva- had enhanceability, so I can 
um, make someone very persuasive if or deceptive, depending on what we're doing. But yeah, that can because we can also maybe glean some information about the sword that is following us. Maybe two burns, one stone. We okay, know its so name, right? Did we? I'm just going to point two things out. One, <clears throat> I hope you didn't mention the sword while we're still in the presence of Mister. I want it all. In the middle. <laughs> Two, do you really want to tell another demon about this demonic sword that we have? It in the first one place? to know one, right? Uh, again, we don't even really know if this person is like a demon or a devil or just like a contracted individual. Like they might not have an alliance with a negative person. So as long as they're a neutral party, again, it's it's probably something that we gauge when we get there. I feel like we're having this conversation while in the in our heads, like we have been. Was kind of because you have such head. a nice DM, you mean? Yes. I mean, technically, my telepathy doesn't isn't that strong. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, if I ever learn if I ever learn telepathic bond, that's another story. But whispering <laughs> and written notes; those work well. I mean, you can ask for a preparation chamber. Yeah, I mean, you can, right, but you've already signed the contract, so you're going to have to give him something else if you want something. That's true. We're giving him a better chance of success if he helps us out by enabling our preparation. (laughs) You're not wrong. I think we're pushing our luck there. I mean, honestly, I think the best thing we can do is just go in with what ideas we have and see what happens, because plans are only going to last us about five seconds, maybe six. Um, So it's really not really worth figuring shit out ahead of time, because there's too many things we don't know. Yeah, and we kind of need to go there to know what we're facing anyway, right? What's the lay of the land? What's the circumstance? Yeah, so I would suggest we just go. I'm 20 points down, by the way. HP The only thing I would suggest is maybe trying to get a short rest in for maybe the, the couple cupcakes before we go to to Roll some hit die. So you want a a, a non scryable room for two hours? Uh, is that how long we need for a short rest? Well, I'm just then you can also have a conversation about whatever. And yeah. If you say exactly one hour and he shaves ten seconds off of either side, right? You're, I mean, yeah, that's fair. And also, cast we could do that. Well, I can, during a short rest, I can play Song of Rest, which would give you an extra 1d10 hit points yeah. back. Yeah. Um, sure. We'll, um, Marcel will offer him a cupcake in exchange for a room where we could make sure no one pries into the plans we're doing to retrieve his sword and rest up and prepare for Four. two hours. Four cupcakes. Mm-hmm. One for each of you to be in the room together. All right. Deal. 
he reaches out his hand, and as he reaches it out to you, it grows in size until you can set all four cupcakes on the palm. And also it's red, and it has very sharp black nails. But the rest of his body still looks basically human. <laughs> Do we need to get this written down? or, or Of course not. We... Okay. Sure. Don't you trust me? No. I shouldn't. I put the four cupcakes down. <laughs> you have learned something. Excellent for you. He moves the his hand towards toward his face. Now his hand is you could see as he moves it towards his face how much bigger it is than his head right now. So his head does that weird thing where it kind of peels back and becomes this really giant mouth and he just dumps the cupcakes oh, in. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the head closes again. And then he snaps his fingers and you are in a room completely devoid of anything. It is, you can't even hardly see the boundaries. It's completely red with fire flame all around it. And it's just the walls are made of flame. The floor looks like it's made of flame. It's cold to the touch, but everything looks like it's, you're like in the middle of a flame box that's about 10 by 10. Can't wait to spend an hour in here. (laughs) (laughs) Two hours. (laughs) My skin's already drying out. <laughs> Gonna need to moisturize when we get back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, what's your plan then? Um, some hit down. Yeah. Do a rest and. and then I is Arcel the only one that needs hit points back? No. no. Bit, but. I think we I think we all took a bit of damage at least. The only reason I took damage is because that uh contract hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well Why, not, actually it's not every day a um holy person with a good alignment signs a contract with the devil. Um yeah, so we'll rest. Um I mean given that we're we're taking our time it's probably going to be that we don't have to wait where it'll be either finished or yeah. about to be, hopefully, considering he already said it was close. Um, I think we go in and tell them that we're there for the sword to deliver it to the to to its intended owner. And that's technically not a lie <laughs> from our point of view. <laughs> the per- yeah, we're there, we're, there, we're there to deliver it to the person who's who's asking for it. Yeah. That is a hundred percent truthful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when that goes to shit, we just, you know <laughs> open fire. So then I started oh. blasting, basically. Yeah, and and I mean, yeah, backup plan if if things look like it's going south, freeing a demon who's been held prisoner by a bunch of devils. Will probably provide us cover to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> so, how does spending hit dice work? It, uh, for Song of Rest, we can opt to spend hit hit dice. It says, "Yeah." So, when you take a short rest, hit- you can spend as many hit dice as you want, and you roll them and add your con modifier, and you heal that many hit points. You keep track of how many that you spend. Song of Rest lets you... What's the text say? Does it let you do 
an extra it one. It lets you get an additional D10 for each hit die you for spend. For each one that you... Yeah, so so for each hit die that anybody rolls, they'll get their extra 1D10 plus their con mod. And you can roll okay. one before you choose whether you want to spend another one. And then you keep track of how many you've used. How do you... Where's the roll or hit die on D&D Beyond? To go up to short rest. I don't think they track that. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. So if you click on short rest, it shows you. Um... So, um, how many hit points does Marcel have? Assuming Total? You, assuming you heal oh. up all the way. How many? 76. Um, Emerin? 75. Uh, Konos? 87. And Axley? 86. Okay. Who do I have the lowest? The one that's always in the front. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should you could go back and audit it. Are you, for every level, are you giving yourself your constitution mm-hmm. bonus? I just um, probably I'd... roll really crappy. Yeah, D&D Beyond automatically adds uh, con. It just asks you for your rolls. So, should be yeah. fine. So you said it was one d ten per hit die spent. Yeah, yeah so it's pretty powerful. You, you, yeah, so I guess that you is. roll your hit die, right? Which what what is your hit die? Is it a d eight? D six. D six. So yeah, so you roll your d six, you get your con modifier, and then you roll additional d ten on okay. top of that. So that's a wow. two cool. and a four. So that's an extra six. And then you can keep going if you need more. I might as well. I'm only four short, but I think I'm going to use another hit die. Hey, look, I rolled yeah, a four. I need, to, I need 20 hits back. Oh, no, I was two hit points down. Um, um, it's only one extra. It's not an extra per hit extra. dice. It says, oh, okay. um, if you or any friendly creatures who can hear your performance regain hit points at the end of the short rest by spending one or more hit dice, each of these creatures regains an extra 1d6 hit points. Oh, it's not per. It's not per, per one that they spent. It's just an extra uh, ninety six. Okay. I was going to say because it's a it's a second level class feature, so okay, um, it's not that. That's fine. Power, with but it's the, still, still six hit points. So I with mean, a three three d six plus your one d ten, I'm back up to full hit yeah, points. Yeah. Actually, exactly since we retconned the second roll. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else back up to full. Okay. Um, okay, do you have your plan set? Yeah, I mean, I think that's as simple as we're going to get, and I don't think, I don't think it's worth complicating it more than that. We're not, we're not going to be able to cover all variables to begin with, so, so keep it simple. Last, yeah, we kind of learned last time. The more we try to plan and cover for, the more, the more, the deeper of a hole we, we put ourselves in, essentially. Yeah. One question: Do we know of this? This so this forge we're being sent to. Do we know if this is somewhere else in the Nine Hells, or it's or on the on the Red Plateau, or if it's somewhere completely different? Um, he called it the Demon Forge, so that's all we're you're assuming. Yeah, and you and you asked for resistance to fire, and he didn't say you wouldn't need it. I mean, he, I mean, he kind of did, but that was him being a prick, right? Not a. <laughs> He 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 meant it as how come you need that you puny mortals you know not as a oh it's not hot there so I mean it's a forge even if it was on the material plane it would be hot (laughs) right 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 true very true 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I think we have a plan and all we have to do is see how long the plan lasts. (laughs) (laughs) So we take a short rest. Hopefully we don't die, guys. (laughs) If we do, it's like knowing you. This is enough time we can attune attune to change attunement on things if we need to. Oh, can we? Um, I don't know if I have anything. I don't think that Imran gets to change her prepared spells on a short rest. No, I'm, talking no, about, I'm talking about magic attunement. items. You have attunement. Mm. I have the greater ring of the blue plateau that I unattuned from when we went there. Mm-hmm. However, if I can reattune to it, yeah, an hour. It I don't know if it's an hour or attune. more. Yeah, so you you could Can I do that? Sure. So I also just put the Albear uh rodeo link into the Discord. Full charges on it too. Alright, I feel better. <laughs> right. Everybody ready? I think I'm ready. Okay, so yeah. At- after two hours, precisely at the moment the two hours is over, you suddenly find yourself teleported back to Arnimeth's throne room, uh, audience hall, throne room, whatever. And he is sitting there looking quite bored. And he says, are you ready yet? Yep. All ready. Let's go get that sword. Very well. He points over at the wall, which was stone. Well, actually, that's not true. It was living flesh. Remember, all of this whole thing was made of flesh. Um, and as he points at I think, it... I think we just mind blank. Yeah, you mind blank that. As he points at it, a little tear starts in it, and it starts to widen out, and a swirling red mist forms in the middle of it, and it eventually turns into a more like a pulsating heavy fluid like a lava kind of thing and it swirls around until it hits a diameter of about 10 feet so there's this huge 10 foot circular red moving portal thing in front of you and he says that will take you to the demon forge good luck step back through when you have the sword we get resistance It's there already, as soon as you signed the contract. Okay, okay, perfect. That's actually why the room was so nice and toasty instead of terribly hot. (laughs) 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 All right, let's go. I'm not going first. Someone else go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what, you're hesitant to step into the unknown through a giant flesh portal? I don't understand. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna. All right, I, <laughs> go ahead. I, I guess I'll go first, considering I'm kind of, I kind of pushed us into this. If you are looking at the image there, um, you see that I, I put little tokens down for you. They don't, they're not really meaningful. It's just I just picked whatever picture, right? Um, what you see immediately in front of you is a sort of roughly rectangular shaped room. It has an outcropping on the other side of the room directly across from you, but in between you and that outcropping, that outcropping has a forge in it, and there is a 
humanoid-shaped individual over there, apparently working at the forge. You can't see the entire forge because these two squares that are on here, let me see if I can... This, this right here that I just put an X on, these two things right here are these enormous pillars that go all the way from floor to ceiling. These two right here are also enormous pillars. Okay, so there are two enormous pillars in front of the forge itself. You see this uh, humanoid right here, this individual right here, denoted by this token. That is the person working at the forge. Okay, you see several anvils around the room. There are three on this image. You see a couple of uh, tables, two or three tables, very large tables. Directly in the middle of the room, between you and the person working at the forge, is an enormous creature that has a tusked and horned face, enormous wings, and uh, horns coming out of the side of their head. And it looks like their, their skin is a deep, burnished red. And it looks like they're actually sort of on fire. There's fire on the surface of the skin. They are in a pit. So they're not standing up blocking your entire way, but they're in a pit and only the top quarter of maybe quarter, maybe a third of their body is above the floor level of the pit. Their wings are tied down. They have two big, enormous wings. They are tied down, and their arms are being held by chains, enormous, large chains that are holding it. This you recognize as the Baylor. It is trapped in this pit. Only, as I said, a third, maybe a quarter of its body is above the, the floor level. So it's not blocking your entire vision, but it is very obviously right in the middle of the room. The floor here has, has cracks in it where you see fire shooting up from underneath. And these two uh, skulls here on the image, one in each of the northern left and right corners, those are actually very large chain devils. You recognize those as well. And a chain devil has a humanoid form and looks like um, looks like a person with a head wrapped in chains, and um, they're not really wearing what you would call clothing. Instead, they have chains wrapped around them, uh, and it's pretty obvious they're using these chains as for various different uses, uses uh, to grab things, to hit things, um, as clothing, as, you know, for whatever they can. They Basically, it's almost like the chains are an extension of their body, okay? These four... Fashion statement. Say that again? Fashion statement. Fashion statement. Very um, metal. Yeah. These four, these four piles, there's a pile sort of in the middle north, in the, in the middle south, uh, east and west uh, here on this image. These are piles of like um, metal awful. They're awful piles. Not awful like A-W-F-U-L, like, oh, that's horrible, but awful like O-F-F-A-L. They're the, 
the slag heaps, right, from, from different forge activities. So it's the off-cast metal pieces and chain pieces and whatnot. So there's just these, it's this pile of junk that has been produced through the waste products of this forge uh, over time. Okay, so there's a lot of things in this room right now that are happening. Um, also, you notice that climbing around the uh, and on top of these four big slag piles are these very strange creatures. Um, you haven't really seen anything... Uh, it, it's, it, it's this, it, they're, they're very, they're very small. Um, they're probably t one to two feet tall. They're different heights. They're not all exactly the same height and they are humanoid shaped and they have sharp spiny barbs all over their body. But there's not just one or two of them. They're, they're small, you know, half a foot, one foot, one and a half, two foot creatures. And they all sort of stick to each other and form a larger humanoid shape. So let me just tell you in game mechanical terms, it is a swarm of barbed devils. Okay. So it's these very small sort of weird, you see when they move, they almost like one of them will separate from the, the pile from the, from the form and run along and the rest of them follow until they've all melded back together again. And then they form this sort of more humanoid shape. Um, it's a very odd, uh, on this picture, it's just showing like this weird boar head thing. They're not boars. They're these weird, small humanoid spiny creatures that almost, they act like burrs. When they get near each other, they kind of stick together. Um, and now you ha you've sort of, uh, been teleported to the very beginning of this room. So the question is, what are you going to do? Can we see the the chains that are binding the Baylor? Are those coming from the chain devils? No, they're coming from the bottom of the pit. And the thing is so trapped in there, it can hardly move. It's just sort of raging there, stuck in it. You can see it's trying to pull its arms free, but there are manacles around its wrists, and the chains are, go down below where you can't see. They all, all the chains that are attached to its wings and its arms, they all look like they are attached to something in the bottom of the pit. You can't really see the bottom of the pit, though, so that's just an assumption you're making. And it makes sense so that they can't, like, spread their wings and move their arms a great deal. Okay. Have all these creatures noticed our arrival here? Um, they will in about two seconds. I'm, I'm kind of giving everybody a chance to figure out what you want to do if you want to move around. Or I just kind of threw you on the map. You should be able to move any of those tokens, uh, any of your own tokens that you want. Uh, can we see, what does the person at the forge look like? You can't see. They're, see. they're blocked enough by the Baylor that you... Oh. All you can tell is it's a humanoid and they're moving around and they're working on something. Cast Eagle Splendor on... Axley, so you have advantage on charisma checks. On oh, charisma, okay. Do the talking. I kind of shove him forward. <laughs> Forge master, we have arrived. Um, now everybody notices you. Every single <laughs> thing in this room turns. That's such a bad idea. And suddenly quiets <laughs> down. Right. And because it's quiet, you can actually hear 
the large flowing river of magma that is under this place that is giving oh, rise good. to the flames that that are coming up through the floor. You can actually hear it moving. And when the flames, as it moves through, when some bubbles pop and when the flames shoot up, you actually hear the flames shoot up and you hear the magma sort of roiling and bubbling. And you notice that when the, when that's, when those sounds happen, you're, you can't really still see the forge. You can only see the pillars, but the light from the forge kind of undulates back and forth as the magma is flowing. So you're getting the idea that this forge is full of magma and there's a magma river flowing at least below you, possibly elsewhere. Um, and now every creature in this place is looking at you, with the exception of whoever is at the forge. They still have not turned to look at you. They are just hammering on something with an enormous maul-like hammer and just and you see sparks. Ting, ting. So... Okay, I guess I'll move forward towards the forge. Okay, and then what? Like, you're 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 just gonna step forward? Like, are you gonna run? What are you What are you doing? The no, baylor no, confidently. The the baylor is sort of froze when you said something and is now looking at you. And a, a baylor, it's a demon, right? The Bail- is a ba- giant. Yes, the Baylor is a demon. The other things in this room, other than the whoever's making the item, all the other things are de- are devils. The Baylor is trapped. Okay, well, uh, it's doing I think what it's there to do. So I'll just uh, I'll just confidently stride forward and and walk around the side of it towards the forge. Okay, how close do you get? Uh, not too comfortably close. <laughs> I don't want to be bitten at or. Uh, I mean, it, it's too close. To it. You know, it's basically set up so that you're going to have to get. I mean, it looks close to it, right? Yeah, yeah. It looks like like. Is there a way to can I move my? Yeah, okay. Like I have to go around one way or the other. This looks like the biggest avenue, right? So I'll just go through over here. Sure, uh, that's right. But when you come over to this forge, right, you're going to end up being here right so that's kind of why i was asking you or do you want to take this northern route to the left or do you want to try to go this way what what is this thing that's at the corner here this it looks like a wheel what is yeah this is it's it's just like a rack of tools for uh forging stuff okay so it looks like i can i can i'll go that way so i can move around the outside of that rack of tools okay um the right side that takes you next to that slag heap, which has a swarm of those oh, spiny creatures on it. Okay. Well, as long as I don't have to get too close. If I can hug close to the tools, still stay a little distance I away. mean, you're, you're going to end up getting within five feet of something, right? I mean... I'm trying to portray confidence. So if these things are going to attack us, they're going to attack us. So I might as well just act like I'm nonplussed by that freaky ass thing. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so when you get to about right here, what's everybody else doing? I'm following really close uh, behind Axley with my Holy symbol, very visible. Oh, that's bold. Is it? I thought it would just like deter them. Maybe not. A bad idea. 
Uh, I mean, broke a lot. I mean, you know, we were sent by a devil to grab a sword. Also, I'm a cleric. That makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Don't really need to know why we're here. Don't really know need need to know why I'm here. Uh, so you proudly showing your symbol of Goros. I'm having second thoughts now <laughs> that I said it, so sure. Okay, um, so, uh, when Axley gets to here, well, so, um, so unfortunately I have to move you all back because, um, okay. y- you, well, I, I guess you would, if you went around all this way, you would go over here. Um, when you get to around here, the Baylor puts its head back and roars and yanks one of its arms free and starts with the chain end that's, that's so that he, 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 it pulled its arm free, but the manacle with the chain attached is still on its arm. So as it rails around, it's swinging the chain around. And so it snaps the chain? It snaps the, chain, the chain from the bottom, and now the chain it's using as a whip, and it's slinging Ooh. it around. So I need a dexterity save from the three of you. No. With a DC of 15. Yikes. 18. Oh, 19. Yikes. 8. Um, be a twelve. Axley takes seventeen bludgeoning damage. Ooh, and, and eight fire damage. You have oh, resistance, so that eight is cut in half yeah. to four. To four. Ouch. Are you going to try to talk to the person at the forge? <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm going I'm to do my best to shrug off the, the hit and hide any pain. <laughs> and say, oh, your unruly pet needs some, some lessons in, in behavior. This isn't the way to welcome any visitors to your, your magnificent forge. That's how you're going to start Forge Smith, really? you there. Um, uh, the person turns and they look like, you know how Blacksley has that sort of grayish, weird kind of patina? They look kind of like that. They have the body of an elf, and but their skin is very kind of grayish, um... Not gray, dark, like a drow elf, just kind of weird grayish, like kind of like the patina you saw in people when you were on the Dark Plateau. Um, but the person has the, the form of an elf, and they're hammering away. And as you move over closer and you say that, um, they turn to you and they say, how dare you interrupt my work? Can't you see I'm busy? Ah, 
a person from the Dark Plateau. Wonderful. I was expecting more of uh, this realm's inhabitants. I'm good to see a more refined individual. Uh, no, I'm glad to see we're not too late hearing the strikes of your, your hammer. We're here to witness history in the making. What history? The, the incredible new artifact you're, you're finishing. Why are you here to watch me finish this artifact? It's not for you. No, it's not for us. No, no. But we're here to, for, on, on behest of the person who has requested such a magnificent item, we're here to witness its birth. It's a historic event. Glad we're not too late. There was a holdup with a, a dragon and a cart full of cabbages. <clears throat> it was supposed to be a secret. How did you find out about this? Well, it's not a secret to the one who's, who it's for. Who? We just accept the job. It's especially a job of this import. We don't ask questions. You want to roll a deception check? <laughs> <laughs> Is it de- deception or persuasion? Deception? Deception. That, that was a lie. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So I have a plus seven naturally. And then what do I get for the spell? Oh, advantage. Nothing. Is is it for saves or for checks? Checks, yeah. Okay, then yeah. All right, first roll is a 13 plus 7 is a 20. And the next roll is a 2 plus 7. Obviously not as good. Um, (laughs) So a 20. Okay. Um, They say, well, step back and get out of my way. I'm trying to finish this as fast as possible. I'm on a deadline here. Oh, surely we wouldn't want to hold you up. And then you notice with they, your glorious work. they see out of the corner of their eye the chains whipping around. And they go, oh, no, not again. Did you let the Baylor out? Why would you set him free oh, no. again? No, he let himself out. <laughs> <sighs> Tie him back down. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm gonna um, I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at the, the, the other devils around he's like you heard the man move it <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> uh do you wanna roll me a persuasion check for that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh my god. Nineteen. Nice. Um so the two chain devils uh, make their way over to the Baylor and start futzing with it, trying to get it to calm down. What are the rest of you doing? Stay out of the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, really. Is Marcel still like at the very? Yeah, I'm just watching like from back can. here. Okay. Everything's good. Okay. Got a good view of everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to watch to see how they, how they secure the chain to get an idea of how the thing is actually like anchored. Um, they are having a hard time. They are trying to uh, wrap their chains around its arm, and it is, you know, fighting back, and it's pummeling one of them. It is not a pretty sight. This is not, it's not looking good. I can do a thing. Do you think that would make a... A good idea and like give us some favor? I can try it. I don't know if it'll work. Look. Dominate monster. For the, the ring. Yeah. 
could try. You could try. It's a wisdom save. C16. It expends a lot of my ring. But it's, it's an ape level. <laughs> it's a what? It's an ape level spell. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the save? Wisdom, DC 16. Uh, nope. Uh, Baylor has a plus nine on their wisdom saving throw, just so you know. Holy. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So Good to know. It was worth okay. a try. I could have rolled low. Okay. How, how heavy does the chain it swing around look? Um, I mean, it was heavy enough to hold a strength 26 creature for a while. <laughs> okay. okay, so more than a thousand pounds? Probably. Mm. Okay. What would you, what are you thinking of? I was thinking use telekinesis and use that to sort of grab the chain and either oh. tie it to something or, or maybe even choke it out with it, but... Um, I don't think we well, want to kill it because it's the thing that's. No, I'm not not kill it. I mean, oh no, it says oh, it says that the object you can't target an object that's is that's being worn or carried. Hmm. So I don't know if that. Yeah, I that, mean, he is wearing it. Yeah, it would count as being worn because it's a manacle. Okay. okay. Um, but he is pissed off. Oh, I got. I nothing. imagine he is. <laughs> I'm going to cast a quick cure wounds at second level on Axley, just while we're, like, not doing something. Okay. Uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, Axley, you get 14 points back, maybe? A constitution saving throw? Oh, that's a six. <clears throat> uh, actually, you do get the Hit points. Okay. Emory, so you get fourteen. Ten psychic damage. Fourteen points. Oh god. Oh no. I. What? I hurt. Not sure why, but I don't do well in this environment. I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> can't imagine. I can't Help. imagine. Oh, yeah, kind of... for a cleric. Okay. <laughs> Um, the at least it's not the summer. I hear it's worse than the summer. Sure. The the forger is getting upset because the baylor moving around is disrupting uh, their forge energy, apparently, or something like that. That's what they keep their yelling stuff. Um, and the forger turns to Axley and says, this is your fault. You interrupted this process. You need to fix it. Mm. <sighs> Alright, I guess we gotta figure out a way to get, a, get that chain in place. Is, is the chain actually broken, or is it? Is there like a clasp that it's came loose? Impossible to tell. All you can see is there's okay. a manacle around its wrist, and it's swinging around the chain that's still attached to the manacle. It's using it as a weapon. You know, usually a Baylor has okay. like a fire whip. They're now using the chain as a whip. Okay, I think I'm going to try a suggestion spell. Okay. On the Baylor? Um, on the Baylor. I'm going to tell, tell the Baylor, 
I'm a friend of yours. You trust me, and you'll relax and let me resecure this chain. What's the save on that? Wisdom, saving throw. And what's the DC? Can I do anything to affect DC with... My, it's 17. It's my spell save DC. No, there's nothing you can do to affect it. Um, he passed. <clears throat> it looks at you, and its eyes shine brighter, and it tries to lash out. And... Um, I'm assuming 21 hits your armor class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is going terribly. <laughs> can I uh, can I use cutting words? as? Uh, or is it cutting words as a reaction? Um, to get it to re-roll its attack? Sure. Okay. Uh, 20. All right, let's still hit. You take... 10 damage plus 5 fire damage. That's with the reduction already. Oh my god. Hmm. What are the chain devils doing? They are trying to grab the chain and basically manhandle it so that they could hold it and then attach the chain. They are not very effective at this. Okay. Can I try to grab it? As it hits me. <laughs> oh. You can try. I'm not sure it's a great idea. <laughs> we gotta get it somehow. <laughs> I mean, I can also enhance the... I don't know how they're gonna react to this, but I can cast enhance ability on the two chain devils and give them advantage on strength checks. Okay. I don't know how they're going to react to a cleric giving them strength, but we can I'd, try. I'd be more worried about the repercussions of helping devils. Yeah, I mean, but they can they can resist too, right? Like if they don't, they don't know it's helpful. Um, I don't know. That's literally the only other thing I have. Is there a save? Does that have a save? Doesn't. So basically, so they they can't resist if you designate them allies then they don't okay. save, so to speak. So then it just works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Imran, roll me a d20. Oh, boy. You're, you're being the chain devils right now, trying to grab the chain. 16. Okay, so they I, I cast... Have, they have a hold of the chain now. I, I cast it at a level. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yes. And now they're they're basically being kind of pulled from side to side as the Baylor is still trying to sweep his arm back and forth. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do something uh, oh, possibly Robert. stupid. <laughs> um, if you want to do something a bit less stupid, that's fine. I was. I mean, I was just gonna try to help the Chain Devils like physically assist them. Okay. I got a strength of twenty one with these you know well, this is the belt, so... Yeah, I'll, I'll just try to oh. physically assist however I can. Okay. The only... Roll me a strength I... check for Konos. Ten. Okay. What's uh, Marcel doing? 
I'm gonna run up and jump onto the bell. Uh, beller. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I said it was a stupid idea. Um, and then I'm gonna cast shocking grasp. Okay. To stun it. Um, long enough for them to, you know, manhandle them. Okay. Assuming shocking oh. grasp hits. <laughs> so roll me an acrobatics check. Great, sure, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> I mean, it's big oh, and it's no. being held, so you actually jump on it. Okay, cool. What's I mean, I just have to get in melee range because it's touch. Cause... What's your? Well, now you're sitting on its neck, so. Oh, oh great! Um, that's you just where I want to be. Grab its horns. Um. It is mad though, and it's shaking its head. It's yeah, like it's trying fine. to shake you off. I just, I just need to touch it. <laughs> so, what's your shocking grasp gonna do? <laughs> it's gonna roll a natural one. No. <laughs> God damn! You're terrible. Oh God. Okay. Um. That was a natural one on the shocking grasp. So that doesn't hit. Uh, So you all see Marcel uh, run from where the gate had been open and do a very graceful acrobatic leap onto the head of the Baylor and grab onto its horns. And now it's swinging its head around very, very forcefully, trying to throw Marcel off of the horns, off of its head. And um, Marcel's trying to grab on. And the reason Marcel's bell didn't work is because they're busy trying to grab on and study themselves and cast the spell, and it just wasn't possible because the Baylor is shaking their head way too much. So I think we need to roll initiative now because now we need to track <laughs> who's doing what turns. Oh, that's fair. Well, let's not use oh, that dice again. <laughs> 17. Uh, okay. Who's um, got a 17? Axley? I got 13. 12 for me. Emmerin? 16. 16. And I rolled a 2. So all the other creatures are going on a 2. Oh, cool, cool. Except the Baylor who goes on 20. <laughs> of course, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and he is whipping the chain around and he can attempt to hit uh, all of you except Marcel, and he can also attempt okay. the the chain devils on that side. So I'm going to roll a four sided die. One is Axley, Uh-oh. two is Konos, three is Imran, and four is the Baylor. Four. Right, I mean, chain. I mean the chain devil. Yeah. So four. So <laughs> you all get to watch as the DM has a Baylor fight the chain devil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> oh my god, this is 
ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I love the indie. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, it is now Konos' turn. Konos, you just saw the Baylor that has an otter on its head uh, <laughs> use a chain to crash into a chain devil. The chain devil is trying to, like, trap the chain that the Baylor's using with its own chain, and it's not been successful yet, and you can tell it's getting pummeled. Okay. Can I cast black tentacles and have it appear just like in the ri- like in a ring? You said this thing is basically in a well, so can I have it appear like on the sides of the well and try to just grab onto it and restrain it that way? Yeah, it's in, it's actually in a pit. So a pit. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So basically, two thirds of its body is below the floor level. So okay. how does the what are you casting? Black tentacles. Uh, black tentacles. Yeah, it says tentacles fill a twenty foot square on the gr- on the ground. You can see within range. So I guess maybe like kind of like framing the the edge of the or framing around the pit it's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they turn the ground into difficult terrain when the creature enters the area for the first time on its turn or starts its turn there. It must make a dexterity save or take three d six bludgeoning damage and be restrained. So it would be like this size. Yeah. Okay. So that green area oh, is now all tentacles. And so what is the effect there? What do they have to do? Uh, right now, nothing happens. When they start their turn in that space, mm-hmm. that space, they have to make a dexterity save, or they take 3d6 bludgeoning damage, and they're restrained until the spell ends. Okay. Uh, and But then in, if it is restrained, it can, on it, it can use an action on its turn to make either a strength or dexterity check uh, to try to free itself. Okay. Um, so that is now affecting both Chain Devils and the Baylor. I mean, it, on their turn, it will begin to. Not Marcel, because Marcel is on yeah. the head of the Baylor, but mm-hmm. if you jump off of it, you're going to have to jump far enough away that you clear the distance, right? Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Imarin? Uh, I still see Baylor, or is it just tentacles? You can see the Baylor. Basically, the tentacles have grown out of the ground. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And they are, they're, they're black tentacles, like if it was a black octopus, but they're studded with these, like, shimmering, opalescent, like, iridescent, colored little pieces, like coral. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I got nothing. I think I'm just going to have to do um, destructive wave. Okay, which does what? Each creature you choose within 30 feet of you must succeed on a constitution saving throw, which is going to be rough, um, or take 5d6 thunder damage and 5d6 radiant damage or be not- and be knocked prone. Creature that succeeds takes half and isn't knocked prone. Okay. So you're, you want it to affect which creatures? Just the Baylor. Just the Baylor, not the Chain yes. Devils. Correct. Okay, what's the con save? 16. Does it take yeah. half damage? It takes half damage. Oh, oh boy. 10, 11, 
14 reduced to 7 thunder damage. And 11, 13, 15, 19 reduced to 9 radiant damage. Okay. Unfortunately, it is not knocked prone. And that's all I got. Um, when you hit it with the radiant damage, it looks at you. Oh. You hear in your mind, free me. Hey, excuse me, no. <laughs> um, Axley. Okay. Um, I am going to cast... Uh, major image and I want the Baylor to think that all of the chains are connected and it's restrained properly okay major image is there a save yes it is an intelligence save So the problem is that physical interaction with it shows that it is an illusion. But, but that's its normal state that it's restrained by it, right? So Well, but the illusion it's not is like, that's that, not like a form. Yeah, so the thing is though it's it's swipping the chain around by its own motion. Yeah. So it's physically interacting with the chain. But we'll see if it works for one level. What was the save? What's your save DC? Uh, it says it's it was an. I rolled a one. So what's your DC? That, that's my DC is yeah. uh, seventeen. Okay, it actually failed the save. <laughs> it failed the save. <laughs> Holy crap! I rolled a one. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty much what I needed to roll that's good. for it to fail. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so are you doing anything else to your turn? Uh, I don't think I can. Okay. Marcel, it's going to be your turn, but uh, as the Baylor settles down and its arm seems to be, you see its arm sort of be yanked down as if it's being rechained. Marcel, you hear in your head, free me and I will let you live. Oh, boy. Marcel, it's your turn. So he's basically restrained again, right? But not for long. Well, everyone else can see the chain is still there and just dangling free, right? The, the chain. Well, he put his arm down because to him it's now stuck. So you can't yeah. actually see the end of the chain. So if the chain devils can get down there and connect it, it's possible it might actually allow them to reattach it. And then he will actually be restrained non-illusion wise. Okay. Can I tell how the the chains are connected? Um, if you look down, you can actually see that the chains look like they go into the molten. There's the Baylor standing on a platform that is made of some kind of black obsidian, and there's um, now that you're sort of you can look down directly at its feet. You could see that the black stone that it's standing on has all sorts of uh, glowing sigils on it. 
it's obviously been summoned and held there magically. I mean, there's no other reason for it to stay, right? Baylors can teleport, so like there's something holding it. And it's probably on that stone where there's all you can see all the arcane sigils. You can't see everything it says because it's fear in the way, but you could see yeah. that that's probably what's trapping it. And you see that from the four corners of the of the pit that it's in. It's almost a square pit. The four corners have a little uh, square, probably six inches by six inches, and you could see molten lava in that square. And the chains go down. Two of the chains are attached to its arms and two to its legs. So you can't see actually how the chain the chain just looks like it goes down into the lava. Okay. And the chain doubles look like they're moving to, you know, grab the. Right. They're going to try now. to go down and somehow reattach. I mean, okay. they haven't really done much in the past six seconds, but yeah, that's probably what they're going to do. Okay. Um, I'm going to. Where I am, I'm going to hold a. I'm going to hold shocking grasp for if the bailer moves again. Okay. To try and stop him with another shocking grasp. Okay. Uh, hopefully, now that he's not bucking, it won't roll a one. Um, <laughs> while I'm doing this, in my mind, I'm going to think back. You let him finish the sword, and I'll break the chains. Deal. Oh, no. Oh, it stops God. moving all the way. It just quits even struggling. It's just now standing there. You didn't say anything about the rest of us. The chain devils kind of look at each other and at Marcel and at the Baylor. And then they go and they move to quickly, like, do whatever they're... One of them kind of has to shimmy, because the bail are so huge, it has to, like, shimmy down the wall <laughs> to try to get to where the chain... And you could see it down there, and it doesn't touch the black platform. It's kind of got itself wedged, and it's like it attached a one of its own chains up at the top. And it's kind of, like, doing... Like, you can't really tell what it's doing because it's blocking, but you, you definitely can tell it's not touching that bottom plate. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll jump off the baler then. <laughs> okay, I need another acrobatics check. God. Uh, okay, that's better. Um, 19. Okay. Um, where would you like to jump to? Um, I'll jump... Uh, I need to let the others know. I'm going to jump towards Axley. Okay, uh, closer to the forge or on the other side of the equipment, uh... Stand. Um, I'll go towards between Axley and Emerin. Okay. No problem. You don't have a problem doing that with your 19. Um, okay. okay. Uh, the Chain Devils are busy trying to reattach. The Baylor is not doing anything because of the deal you just made. Konos. Oh, yeah. So my spell's still going, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so now the Baylor and the Devil, I mean, technically the Baylor and the Devils would have to save at the start of their turns, or they're restrained by this. Oh, okay. So let me roll. Uh, What's the save, DC? Uh, dexterity, 17. Okay. As I jump down, I'm just going to go, okay, it's charmed. It's no problem. I'm controlling it. <laughs> go um, ahead with the work. One of the chain devils actually succeeded on the save and the other one failed miserably. Uh, so um, do they okay. take damage? Yeah. Uh, the one that failed takes, oh, wow, uh, 17 bludgeoning. Okay. Uh, for the one that failed. Um, 
and it's and it's restrained. Um, the other one is free to move about and takes no damage. Okay, uh, we'll say the one that uh, made the save is the one doing the chain stuff down below. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I, th- I kind of, I mean, even though I hear Marcel say, "Oh, I've got a charm that's under control," <laughs> I kind of want to keep the tentacles in place for the time being, okay. just until I know the devil, the one that's down there, is finished. And then I will think about dropping that spell. Imarin? If I see Marcel jump down and... I'll just... I don't really have anything I can do. Already a sacred flame. Okay. In case anything approaches us or tries to attack us, but other than that, I think I'm just going to stay put and keep an eye on the situation. Okay. Um, Axley? Okay, well, it looks like it's sufficiently restrained, so I'll say, Blacksmith, your your forge is is ready. Um, roll a perception check for me. Okay. Seven plus... Let's persuasion. Eleven total. Um, okay. Uh, you notice that the forge, now that Marcel is has charmed the Baylor somehow, um, according to them anyway, uh, the forge is actually really bright and it's it's noticeably warmer and the magma lava in it is even more fluidy. Um the the blacksmith, the person you're calling the blacksmith, whose name is Solgramud, says, Ah, perfect! This is the perfect temperature! Bring me one of the barbed things! Bring it here! It is time! And if you don't move... If you don't move immediately, it looks at Axley and says, Bring it! I must use it! One of the barbed creatures. The, the devils. Uh, one of these uh, ones here um, that looks like a boar on this picture that, remember, it's the small, maybe half a foot to a foot to a foot and a half to two. Like, they're, they're the conglomerations of barbed creatures that are crawling around the slag pits. It wants you to bring it one of them. Okay. I would prefer not to touch the thing. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to try... Another suggestion spell. How to grab prickly pear without getting prickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to try another suggestion spell to to tell it to go to the forge and obey the the uh, blacksmith. Oh, on the on the barbed creature. Yes. What's the save DC? Seventeen. And what kind of save is it? A whiz. It's uh, wisdom, yeah. Okay, I'm going to throw this die away because that's the second time it's rolled a one. Bye <laughs> bye no. die. No, don't don't throw it away. I like that. Die. The DM can keep using that one. It's fine. <laughs> it gets a place of honor right there where the hammer can hit it. Um, <laughs> In the dice jail. <laughs> uh, so when you. Are, are you trying to influence uh, these ones closest to you? Because there's four of them, right? There's four of these little swarmy things. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, when yeah. you suggest to it that you want it to come and work in the forge, it stands up and all of the, all of the different pieces of it form a big humanoid. And it kind of does this very odd, like it's almost like trying to nod, but because it's this weird conglomeration of creatures, like it's, it has this very odd flowy kind of look to it because if you imagine like three or four little creatures standing on top of each other's shoulders and one of them is trying to like bow, but yet they all can't keep their balance very well. That's kind of what it looks like. So it's very weird. And then as it starts to move forward, all of them separate down into their smaller pieces and they're sort of running along and they're kind of still attached to each other, but they're kind of not exactly. And they, they sort of flow, and as they run, there's probably 15 or 20 of them that make up the whole entire creature. They run over Marcel, who happens to be standing in the way, and like some of them just crawl between Marcel's legs, and some of them just brush by the sides, and some of them crawl up Marcel's back and right down the front and go back over, and it is very gross feeling to have all of these barbs kind of move through your hair and then sort of, and they're very warm and then they crawl through and they sort of do the same thing, but they kind of go around Axley because he commanded them to do something basically. So they go to the, the blacksmith Solgrimud and Solgrimud grabs one of them and holds the sword down on the anvil and then just shoves the thing into the end of the sword and kills it. And the other 10 or 15 of them that are making, that were making up that creature sort of lean back and they let out a scream. And what I need from everyone is a DC 14 con save. Oh no. I got a 15 natural. Oh, natural 20. Eight. 18. So I have an 18 total. What did Konos get? I missed that. I said I got an eight. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, okay. So Konos is stunned. The rest of you passed. And when you look around, you see that the other sort of swarming creatures that were on these other slag pits over here, when they hear the screech or scream of the other one, they sort of freeze and then they all kind of dive into the slag pits almost like they're hiding and you can't see them anymore. And the ones that where the one was taken and killed, this group tries to run and they try to go past these pillars but of course they're entering the tentacle place. So what's the, what is the, the DC they have to. 17 dexterity. Yeah, no, they don't make it. How much damage do they take? Uh, 14. Okay. So the problem is there's about nine of them and they're going to act like nine individuals. And as they run into the tentacles, they're 
barbs kind of get stuck in the tentacles and the tentacles grab on harder and uh, end up ripping all nine of those individuals apart. And this nasty, green, oozy ichor comes out as these creatures are ripped apart. The forger right now is working on the sword, took it over to the magma and stuck it in the magma and is holding it there at the moment. What does the sword look like? Is it human-sized for wielding? Or it's what's the very feature? large, but it basically looks like a really nice long sword, but it's large. I mean, it's, it's like double size. Um, and Marcel, it is your turn. Oh, we're still in turn order. Um, <laughs> I'm going to move over beside Emran and Konos and whisper to them, we're going to have to run once that sword is done. So get ready. Okay. I really hope we don't need to kill more swarms. Uh, <laughs> noise. Mm -hmm. um, Konos, it's your turn, but you are stunned. If I'm stunned at this point, I think my spell ends. Can you keep concentration when stunned? Or does I, that uh, break? That is a good so question. If you're, yeah, so stunned. It says, D&D Beyond says if you're stunned, you're incapacitated. And I think if you're incapacitated, you can't keep concentration on spells. An incapacitated creature cannot take actions, bonus actions, or reactions. Um, concentration is neither of those. I missed it. Why is Kono stunned? The scream. I, oh, the, the scream. The scream okay. that the creatures did when one, of, it, one of them got killed. Okay. That is an interesting question. Let's look at concentration. Do you, you don't use a bonus action to maintain concentration, right? So no, it's just automatic. Yeah. Um, unless unless I'm either unless I either like take damage and fail a concentration check or something else happens that turns the spell mm, off. According to a quick Google search, concentration is broken by being incapacitated. That is actually one of the possible ways of breaking concentration. Mm. Yeah, then that would be gone. Then, um, I, I, so hearing this, Konos like tries to move, but just like is is still just rattled, like kind of slips and falls on his butt at this point. Um, do I get it like this save at my end of my turn or something? Or, um, you let's see, that's a good question. Uh, until the end of uh, their next turn. So no save. So no save, but they'll... So yeah, you're basically stunned uh, one for one round. Okay. Okay. So the tentacle area is gone, then. Um, okay. Emerin, it's your turn. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to drop Enhance Ability on the uh, two nevels. Okay. Um... I'm just going to cast a quick sending spell over to Axley then. Just quickly be like, once the sword is finished, Marcel says we need to book it. He'll be ready to grab it and run. I do that like telepathically. You hear that in your mind? Anything else? Um, I think 
that's it. Okay, so he's Solgrimad's quenching the, the the sword in the magma. He stuck it in the magma all the way down to the hilt. Okay. Oh, I'll say to him, Solgrimad, you must tell me what your inspiration is for such a, a majestic weapon. You clearly have much experience. What inspired you? I wasn't inspired. I was forced to do this, but it has become my masterpiece. Well, even if forced, there must, you must have pride in such splendid work. He pulls, it's magnificent. He pulls the, the sword out, and you see that it is glowing red, and... um. It looks like it's made of silver. It has a very nice shine on it. But other than that, it just looks like a sort of typical... It's a it's a very large longsword, but it's sort of the typical longsword shape. The, the blade itself looks like it's been silvered, but it's glowing kind of red. The pommel has a leather cover on it where you would hold it, and there is a circular or oval-shaped black gem where the cross piece hits where the blade is. But other than that, it doesn't look like, I mean, like it's not like shining or having sparks coming off of it or anything like that. And the forger says, it is finally done. I will be free. Who will free you? What? What do you mean? Who? You know who don't you? Like I said, I don't ask questions when I'm hired for a job. Glacia! Are you from Darkport? The Queen of Malbolge! Does does that mean anything to me? (laughs) Um, Have I heard? I don't know. I don't know if it means anything to you. Glacia. G-L-A-S-Y-A. Unless there's something in history that I might have heard. You can uh, roll a history check. Everyone can, actually. I got a 19 natural, um, and I've got... Oh, that's a nat one. History. Plus two, so 21. (laughs) So there are nine standard layers of hell, and the sixth layer is Malbolge. And the ruler of the sixth layer is Glacia, who happens to be the daughter of Asmodeus. Or Asmodeus, as you... Oh, oh we're not going to make any enemies in low places. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's fine. The lowest of places. The devil. <laughs> I'm so afraid. Forge maker Solgrimud has apparently finished the sword. So the question is, okay, I'm gonna... what are you going to do? I'm going to ask him, you seem like you hail from Darkport. I've spent some time there, and you seem like one of the, uh, the residents. Is that where you're from? Of course not. No one likes to stay in that seedy, horrible port town. <laughs> so where, where do you hail? From whence do you hail? I am from Litherna, the city of the Raven Queen. She is ah. glorious. I mean... Yes, we... I mean... I mean... Here, are you taking this sword to Glacia? <laughs> yep, we sure are. Let's go. She's impatient. Are you off to uh, your home, your homeland? As soon as the sword return? is delivered to Glacia, I will be released. 
Oh, oh, oh no! Oh. Um, <laughs> man. We will make sure to get it there post haste. Then. God. You had to ask questions. We don't want you to have to stick around here longer than than is necessary. Uh, Fourteen, and then let's see. Do we just bring him Seven, with us? Right? Twenty-one total. <laughs> We should just bring him with us. <laughs> <laughs> we can't rescue every stray. <laughs> yeah. The is basically this person's gonna get, you know, damned to hell. Get trashed by this Baylor. Baylor? Baylor? I mean, fire. if he survives the Baylor. His soul's probably forfeit to Glacia because the sword it's his is not fault. What, what's the first thing they teach you in customer service? Always check the customer's receipt. <laughs> Nina, when this game's over, I encourage you to open up your monster manual and look up Baylor. I'm <laughs> in the yeah, in the, in the demon section. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's going to survive the Baylor. Uh, assuming we actually free him, he we didn't sign a contract. To be fair. First thing you learn here, you have to sign a contract. <laughs> <Good> deal. <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing? Well, what is he doing? Is he offering me the sword? He oh. thinks you're going to take it to Glacia. Yeah. I mean, wait, is yeah. he, he handing it out to me? Does... Yeah. Okay. All right. Roll I'll me a strength it. check. <laughs> oh, boy. That's right. It is a big sword, isn't it? I rolled mm-hmm. an 11 natural. Oh, boy. Uh, I have an 11 strength. 11 natural roll. Um, you, when, when he holds out the sword and you go to take it, your hand just falls right to the ground with the sword. It's just so heavy. You can't lift it. And his okay. eyebrows sort of narrow. And he says, you're the messenger that's going to right. bring this he's, sword. He's, he's the messenger. <clears throat> am, am I able to act at this point? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll. Can I? I want to attempt to go and pick up the sword up. Yep. Give me a strength check, please. Eighteen. Um. Konos picks up the sword. Uh. Konos, roll me a Constitution save, please. Oh no. <laughs> Seventeen. Okay. Um. Konos has it. It's really, like odd shaped in your hand it's not because it's so huge it's not really made for a person mm-hmm. of your size so it's really kind of unwieldy but you can hold it with no problem okay um i like well let's let's not keep glassia waiting and i will start walking back towards the portal trying to keep as far away from the bail as possible okay what's yeah. everyone else doing i i am moving towards the exit as well as you move by the Baylor, Marcel, in your mind you hear, remember our deal. I haven't forgotten. I wait for everyone else to get to the portal. Emmerin. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm following. <laughs> I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing that can help. Poor guy. Actually, well, I I don't know what the plan is other than to run. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm, I'm heading for the exit. 
Okay, the exit is there. Um, messenger, let's not keep our eminence waiting. <laughs> yeah. Marcella, I'm heading for the exit like a shoplifter <laughs> that's trying to act calm but knows that at any minute you know, the security is about to swarm out of, out of every dressing room. <laughs> look natural. Look natural. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to wait till everyone's at the portal and just going to like motion for them to get past me. And then I'm going to cast a spell. Okay. I'm going to cast Shatter. Okay. On the Baylor. I... It's 3d8 thunder. Uh, any uh, non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes damage if it's in the spells area. I want to kind of get the chains. Or at least weaken them enough to let him do the rest. Because apparently he doesn't have that many issues freeing himself. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be the chains that are come, but the about the sigils. I mean, if he gets off the platform, it should be fine. The, the um, big question is going to be, are the chains magical? Because then Shatter's going to do shit off. Oh, he also boy. has to make a con saving yeah. throw because he's definitely taking the damage too. Um, uh, roll me the damage. Okay. Let me find the eights. <laughs> All right, here's enough. Oh, okay. Um, give me a second. Yeah, I'm gonna re-roll them. I'm gonna use empowered spell because I rolled a one, a one, and a two. <laughs> oh, oh my god, what is with these dice? Okay, that's slightly better. Uh, nine total damage. Ow. Um, what's the save? <clears throat> uh, it's an save is a 16 con save so he shouldn't fail that <laughs> he does still take half damage but that's 4 thunder damage um, so the one of the chains snaps and you see one of these pillars Get a big crack going right in the center of it. And I'm assuming you are going through the portal. As you go through the portal, you see the Baylor lift up both arms. <laughs> and then you're standing in Arnimeth's room. Well, I hope that worked out back there. <laughs> yeah. I don't want I don't want to find out personally. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, whatever happens, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> hey, look, at least we made a uh, not enemy out of the Baylor. Artemeth <laughs> <laughs> is kind of looking at you and says, Hmm, you don't look very worn out. Well, speak for yourself. This is <clears throat> kind of heavy. <laughs> <laughs> He says, ah, yes, and he holds his hand out. I walk towards him with the sword. You notice his hand is the big sort of reddish hand with the claws again. And, the, and with this act of handing you the sword, we will fulfill our contract in full, correct? Of course. Well, our side of the contract, at least. I hand him the sword. He takes it. And he... Excellent. 
Now I can challenge her. You have done a great deed for the sixth level today. This will go down in history as one of the great triumphs of the Blood War. Excellent. Where do you want to be let out? The library. Back where we came at, back where we entered is fine, yes. Very well. And he sort of waves his hand. And uh, another portal shows up on the back wall. And it's kind of this doorway that looks like if you walk through it, you're going to be walking into a library with lots of bookshelves. Okay. Well, good good luck. We, we leave? I don't <laughs> need luck now that yep. I have the Ark of Sorrow. As you leave, you see him start to take his non-human form, which is very similar, actually, to the Baylor, except much more refined. He has a more human face, uh, and he has two pronged horns that come out and go up, and he has wings that are sort of less scaly, more leathery, and almost more kind of refined, in a way. Less animal-like, kind kind of. In a, it's kind of odd to say that, but... Um, but he has the bottom half of a body almost like a satyr, so it's like the bottom half of his body is like a goat kind of thing. Um, anyway, so that's what you see right before you step... As soon as you step through the portal, there's no, there's just a wall behind you. You find yourself in the room with the pedestal with the key book. Well, I sure hope... I sure hope when it comes time for us to put into action the deal we made with our code our code phrase, I hope it all goes according to plan. Yeah. Maybe maybe we shouldn't wait too terribly long because if he's about to start a war, <laughs> he may not be around to fulfill it in <laughs> very Dude. long. Yeah, that's right, yeah. The contract's only as good as the guy who's gonna fulfill it is a is alive. <laughs> Points. We we survived. We survived. That's that's a big win. Yeah, let's get moving. <laughs> yeah. So what do we need to do to be ready to enact the transfer of, of water movement back to the Blue Plateau? We need to tell as many people as possible what's going to happen. I'm assuming there's going to be little disruption to those on land, but those in the water is a different issue, especially since anyone who is near wherever the portal opens may get suctioned into the blue plateau. And where do we, yeah, where do we put the, the portal? Cause we need to put it somewhere low, right? It's gotta be, it's gotta be almost at the, at the uh, I don't think we told him where to put it besides like somewhere non-disruptive. We didn't really specify cause we didn't really know where, but I didn't know. Yeah. basically yeah, somewhere low below water. I mean, it definitely has yeah. to be somewhere low enough that the, it can transfer the proper amount of water back. Yeah. You don't get I mean, to decide where yep. the portals are. No. Yeah. Um, oh. I, yeah, that's... I mean, I'm just saying for it, to, for it to function, it has to be that low, just for the physics to work. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just saying that you didn't sign a contract that says where the portals go. No. I mean, we wouldn't have known where to put it either. No. It didn't really make much of a difference. I mean, I will point out, as it stands, when things happen the other way around... It's not like my people had any choice in the matter to end up on the material plane. That's how we ended up here in the first place. We got suctioned in 
from the water plane, from the blue plateau to uh, the common. We had no say in that. It's not like it's going to be a horrifically violent act. It's just going to, things are going to happen in reverse, right? So I would hope things would just naturally adapt and adjust and recognize that flow is working the other way. And I mean, and yeah, creatures survived the, the transition here. They should, tra- yeah. they, they should be fine going back. But a bit of warning might be nice because if someone wants to go back to the Blue Plateau, this is a pretty chance easy to chance to go back. Yeah, Unless you can magically do it, I don't think we have the time to warn everybody other than I think I think you're right. I think we should go back to the, the palace and we should inform the Calport leadership about yeah. what's about to happen and then do it. And send messages to people. I also just want to point out to you that you put in the contract as expeditiously as possible. Well, I, so when I, you I, when, I, when you say this command word, yes. There's no rule that says the water has to drain slowly to accommodate everybody. You didn't put that no. in the contract. You told him Well, when you say slow, right? It's it's going to drain as as big as the portals are. That's what's gonna, I would think that would be the limit of what Assuming no magic is involved. You're, you're making an assumption that you did not write into the contract. What you, <clears throat> what yeah, you told yeah. him was as efficiently and effectively as possible. Right. Efficient, yeah. undefined yeah. term. Mm. The yeah. Oh, boy. So we're looking at potentially, you know, the entire sea level of the entire world maybe may drop like 500 miles in the blink of an eye. And, this. you know, when it happened, it was sudden. It's not like suddenly all the water was filling up and everybody noticed the bathtub is filling like it boom happened. And then there was a reverberating sound and a blue haze all over everything for two weeks. And then when the haze and the, and the constant tone in the air went away, the world was completely changed and the water, when it arrived was like, boom, there it is. So So a lot of people probably like, there was a lot of death, the death toll was probably pretty high because it's just yeah. you're suddenly underwater. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, luckily the opposite. Yeah. It's not as it's not as devastating the other way, right? It's not like unless you breathe engulf. water. Sure. Uh, unless you have gill. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> There's so, just less of it in half. So the so, um, I'll just say this: you do have a map room in your library, and you can tell people where the oceans used to be. And direct them to go there if they want to remain underwater. Yeah. Oh, okay. We have two things to consider there. One, where to go if you want to remain underwater. Two, what to do with the ships that may or may not end up being, like, because you're going to have a lot of stranded ships in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. On ground. Um which might be violent, like if, if depending on how mm-hmm. low the the like your your ship is up Absolutely here, suddenly violent, there's nothing yeah. holding it, and you're gonna fall. <laughs> if it took two, if it like, took two weeks, it's not gonna happen that fast, right? No, no, we don't know. It didn't take two weeks. It happened all of a sudden, and then there was a blue haze all over everything and a tone in the air for two weeks. It's really unclear how it happened. We have to assume that water is gonna basically disappear here. So if there is a ship and it is floating miles above the seabed, it is going to crash. 
you're gonna have to instruct yeah, people like, either to where the oceans used to be or ground their ships because we can also just have them ground it get to and then we'll build it later. Yeah, but yeah. at least then it's not gonna be a sudden drop 500 feet. Yeah, this is gonna this is going to screw over Calport big time. I'm realizing because they they're you know, oh their port is actually okay, so they'll still. Oh, okay. Well, at least there's that. They're running. Uh, we did well, yeah, specify I mean, that water levels should be back as they were, which means if Calport was... I mean, that's why it's called Calport, right? Because it was a port on the side of a lake. So we should be able to assume that the bay of Calport is going to be fine. It's just not going to be connected to the ocean again. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, the Navy, we the Armada that's out in the in, that's out there in the sea is going to be affected by this potentially. The, so, um, Cal, Calrot Lake is like one of the Great Lakes. It's like a huge, enormous lake. So it's really big. So and that okay. that Cal, yeah, so- Calport is called Calport because it was the port town on Calrot Lake. So. It's, so even so the, the ship needs to make a decision. Any ship that wants to be, you know, for inner island travel, needs to head out to deep water. Yeah, pre pre sinking deep water. Mm-hmm. But even that is dangerous because pre sinking deep water is still going to be miles below the current water line, which means their ship is going to fall onto water. Well, that and we have no way we can send messages, but we don't have a way to give them like an updated version of a map. And everybody's maps are all wonky, so people don't even know where they are. Honestly, I think we're just going to have to make new ships. The Mm -hmm. safest possible route right now is for a ship to ground itself. Right. Because we do not have any. Like we do not have any. assurances that the water level is going to drop in any way that will not make a ship fall. Even if it's on water, it's going to be the same as if it's on rocks, to be fair. Right. Really, you think it's just going to disappear and the thing's going to be a free fall? For, like, it's possible, and we have no way of doing yeah. that. Yeah, so, it's, like, do you it's really a worst-case scenario thing. <laughs> the question so, is, the second how question much is- of a bastard is your DM? Hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> well, he let or it how much he of let a master is the devil we made a contract hell, with? So. <laughs> I mean, the devil hopefully is somewhat happy with us, considering. I mean, yeah. But he also likes being amused, and he doesn't really have time for anything but like, killing Glacier right now. Um, right. Presumably. I don't is even know how we're going to talk to people who are on ships in the middle of nowhere, but. We, maybe, I think, maybe the maybe the queens have a method. Maybe yeah. Maybe I, th- I think our first it. our first thing is grabbing the making copies of the library maps and taking mm-hmm. them with us to mm-hmm. the castle. Okay. We have time because we're the ones indicating, but we also have the fact that he may, you know, get killed. <laughs> so. Right. That was my question. How much time are we going to allow people to get to land before we activate this? So we can say, like, hey, you have three days or two days or however many days to get to land. Otherwise, it's... You're on your own. Know, like, whatever happens, happens. And it might not be as bad as we think, but if it is, you're going to fall quite a long way. 
potentially? I'd say maybe give it a week. I know that's not going to give everyone time, assuming everyone can be told. I mean, can we even disseminate the message that far and wide? That's why I'm saying we're assuming tell as many people as we can, basically. So a couple of things. Um, You can spread the word far and wide and and people will, you know, other other casters and whatnot might have messaging abilities for different things. Um, There aren't a lot of high level casters around, of course, but it's possible that word will start to travel. But here's the thing. That word starts Mm -hmm. to travel. You know who else it's going to get to? Yeah, that was that was my second mm-hmm. thing. I was going to say, we can give a week to people, but if he shows up, we need to pull the plug. Yeah. I, I don't right. think we can do that long. I mean, I kind of think we just need to take care of Calport and its immediate surroundings. And then obviously, if they have any ways to send a message to the other major settlements around, do it. But that's that's my thing. We tell as many people as we can. We tell them they have a week. But as soon as we spot his army, we need to pull the plug. But his army can get super close with the ocean right here, as opposed to if the ocean is yeah. back at its And if level. they're there and we pull the plug, what happens? Well, you, again, we're assuming if they fall as well. Yeah. I wouldn't think it's necessarily instantaneous where suddenly it's so there's, snap your fingers, it's back at the original level. There's a, there's a couple other questions. The first one is, really seriously, do you want to do this? <laughs> That's, I mean, that's, that's something seriously that you would consider because yeah. this is going to change the world into something yeah. that you have never known. The world that you all live in is the same one that you have known forever, and it has always been during, you know, the sinking after the flood. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So that's, my, second, my second thing is you also don't know what's going to actually happen to the living things that are in the water. You don't know if they're yeah. going to get pulled through the gate. Or just left but there's another them. complication, which is if things were staying stagnant, constant, that would that would be a factor. But we know that's not happening. We know the world is conti- drifting further apart, yeah. and it, it's, yeah. it's in a state of going to run into these barriers. It's not right. stable. Yes, mm-hmm. right. That's true. But you don't know if that's stopped since yeah, you sealed we... the rift. Right. Yeah. It might not be as. It might not even be. I will also point anymore. out that one of the reasons we had for undoing the sinking was because just stopping the rift, like the water pulsing, did not fix the soul's problem. Like, we're assuming putting the water back in the blue plateau is necessary for Shamasa Hasid to mm-hmm. stop, actually stop messing with the way souls work and reincarnation works in this world. Like, it's not just yeah. about who's in the water. It's about everyone who's ever lived. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, all the planes are disrupted because of this thing. It's not just the blue plateau we're talking about, or our plateau. It's having the, the blue plateau f- have flowed into, into this one has no. disrupted everything. I will so say maybe this isn't a decision that the four of us can make on our own, but that kind of leads back to the whole we need to go to the castle and basically lay the cards out. Yeah. Because as far as we know, the queens are basically right now in charge of the biggest piece of of remaining civilization. So having their opinion and what they think we should do. Ultimately, the decision is ours, but getting some second opinions might be a good idea. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah. 
I do think it does begin with us getting the maps and getting them redrawn and taking them and again laying the cards out for the queens and the queens your mother basically all of those in charge so let's go (laughs) yeah it's like a six hour trek Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm assuming we've been like walking yeah walking for six hours then we have to go make the maps and then get to the Unless we want to leave someone else making copies for us and go speak to the queens without the maps. They're going to have. Yeah, I mean, the, queen, the queens, I'm sure, could task someone to do that. We could have Probably a scribe do that for us. Are. We should at least have. We should go look at them and to get an idea of what it's going to look like. Yeah. So we can be like, hey. Like, well, we already have. We made a map already of what we know of the current situation right based on our travel route and what we learned while traveling Mm -hmm. we kind of adjusted the map that we had been given to what we think is the actual position of everything right right and didn't we compare that with the pre-syncing maps to see like exactly how yeah but remember stuff was wrong like the um things were in the wrong position but for reference, I think for right now yeah. it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's down to our ship, right? So it'd be much easier to retrieve. Okay. So, yeah. So then let's go directly to the palace. And it'll still take us like eight hours to get there, but... <laughs> <laughs> Time's a day week. later. Yeah. <laughs> okay, later. Should I send a quick message ahead of time to just be like, hey, we're going to be there in a couple of hours. Be ready we for have us. important news. Okay. Yeah, we have important news that everyone who yeah. has a position of power should listen to. You're going to send that to your mom? Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, we should be careful because we know that Laralac had agents in place already. So I think we should start by just meeting with the queens, maybe, and, and maybe one or two other That's people. True. Before are you other people are let in on it. Insinuating that my mother is <laughs> no, an agent of No, no he's getting <laughs> no, he's he's like, he's talking about me saying I, get everyone in power yeah, because get the whole council together. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. We know one mole was in there and we took care of the mole, but yeah. or more like he just disappeared on right. us, but who knows? There could be others. Okay, I send a message to my mother. Okay. What do you ask her? As we're walking. We have important news that you and the queen specifically need to hear. We'll be there in a couple of hours. If we could request an audience and have one immediately, I would appreciate it. I'm hoping you said like seven hours at least, not a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah. A bit of a difference there. <laughs> she but says I'll... I will set up a meeting for eight hours from now. All right, we book it. Tell that too. Yeah. We get lost in the first 30 minutes, and then we call for help getting out <laughs> wait, of the wait, maze. Wait, 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 wait. Before we start heading off, i got to try some of those cupcakes. I mean, those things move the world, so they got to be good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some in my pockets and take a few. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm out. <laughs> um, the resting room probably has some more. Yeah, we stop and grab snacks. Yeah, we'll grab food for on the go. Just stuff our bags again. <laughs> More cupcakes. Yeah. Leave a note saying 
You guys make the best cupcakes. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Five star review. <laughs> Nine out of ten devils approve. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so you are making your way out of the reaches <gasps> and back into the maze. I forgot about Blacksley. Mm-hmm. Where's Blacksley? Well, Where's so remember when you were in the maze before you went to the Infernal Gate, um, yeah. you gave Blacksley a choice and he left the maze. So you don't yeah. know where yeah, he Yeah, he didn't is. want to go. Yeah. I could send a message to him. I'll send a message to Blacksley. What are you saying? Hey, we're out of hell. Um, we're heading back to the main entrance. We'll be there in like six or seven hours. Meet us there. Um, he says, I have discovered my task. Oh, God. oh no. <laughs> I will see you when it is done. Uh oh. Send another message. Laxley, <laughs> what is your task? Maybe we can help. Maybe we can help. <laughs> After all, you are a very valued and loved member of the party. Pushing it. Uh he says I have to destroy this thing. He means the sword. He has to mean the sword. Please tell me he means the sword. (laughs) I'm not 100% sure. Should I send another message? (laughs) Ask him where he is right now. We're at fifth level slots here, so if we get into anything, I got nothing. Look, all I'm worried about is that this thing might refer to the Book of Proofs. That's what I'm worried about. Can I don't I don't recall the name of the person you know the person who's the helper person here. But can we summon him and say, "Hey, we need to find Blacksley." Can you tell us at least where he is in here? Yeah, from Tavros. Tavros, yeah, yes. Tavros uh, coalesces in front of you and forms. <clears throat> Did you enjoy uh, yes. your visit Are you able through to... the gate? It was oh. an experience. Let's put it that way. One hell of um, a time. And, yeah. Cupcakes are <laughs> tremendous, by the way. Um, they got rave reviews. Can you... Thank you. I'll can, let can you, you find black... What? Um, <laughs> we, we're having trouble tracking down our companion, Blacksley. Can you tell where he is right now? I will find him. This apparates. Okay. Maybe we should step on it. Pick up our pace. Yeah. yeah. Double time. At least getting out of the maze... He's definitely not in the maze. Uh, so it takes you six hours just to get back to the maze. If you double time it, you have a higher chance of getting lost. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get lost in the maze. Okay, so you make it back to the entrance oh. of the maze and Makotam is there. Ah, yes! How are you? Did you fare well in the nine layers? Hmm? No. I I had I, I, I hold out a cupcake to him and I said, "This conquers all." <laughs> really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd, I'd stay out of hell for a while if you were planning any trips. It seems like there may be a, a bit of a 
a, a, a bother. battle brewing. <laughs> yeah. All right, I will take that under advisement. Thank you. I wasn't planning on going there, but you never know. <laughs> I just put the cupcake beside the book he's reading, which I assume he's reading a book. You see him, like, stick his finger out and into the frosting. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> that is quite good. That's <laughs> yeah, surprisingly good. Do you need help with the door? Oh, yeah. That would be appreciated. You haven't happened to see our, our companion. Looks like me. He's in black and white. Not since he around. left. How long ago was that? Well, when you were here, he left the maze. Remember? Did you say where he was going? No. Just not to hell. <laughs> no. He seemed like a fun fellow. Tavros. Tavros hasn't shown up in the six-hour span that we've been walking. Nope. Great. Oh, boy. Okay, well, we uh, wait till the door's open. Okay. Uh, Makotam does his hand-wavy thing and unlocks all the locks, and then strenuously opens the door pulls it back. Come visit again. Probably will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to the spire room first. Yeah. When, once you step out of the maze, you notice that the door closes very much more quickly than it seemed. Hmm. Um, so you're going to the spire room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, it looks like it did last time you were there. Great. So Great. I, I assume a bit more of the book is returned to its normal color by now. Um, the book's open. Uh-oh. Was it closed? It was, yeah. It was. Did he write something in it? I was going to say, I immediately go over and look uh, what's written in it. Yeah. Uh, it's on the signature page. And Cornelius Adrum is the last. Yep. Signature. All right. <sighs> Fuck. Can we see what was written? Uh, like, can we see what the question was asked? Um, if you turn the page, maybe. Let's go. You're gonna turn the page. Yeah. That means you'd have to touch the book. Screw it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless, unless we have another way to turn it. I mean, mage hand. That's how. That's what you're. Yeah, mage. Um, I'll do mage hand and just okay. start flipping through pages with it till we get to wherever. Um, well, with just turning, turning one page, you can see that it it has, um, the remnants of a proof on it. At the top <laughs> of the page, it says, "What is?" No, remember you have to write a statement. The. Yeah. Yeah. Top of the page, the statement written there is, it says, um, it ha- has a weird name that you're not familiar with, is the first word. Um, and it says, uh, so the word that you're not familiar with is um, Nogales, N-O-G-O-L-E-S. Nogales must be dispatched with Delincia. Nogales must must be dispatched with Delincia. The book says this is a true statement. And then it has the proof. The proof is 34 pages. Oh. 
Oh boy, which is, which is a lot. Huh? That's a lot more than any. Yeah, even more than what you, you're. The proof for you to reverse the sinking was only twenty five pages. Wow. <laughs> you don't think that's the name of that bad sword, right? That's what I'm really worried about. Could be. I mean, you're talking about just dispatching something with something, right? That's what swords do. Yeah, but then it would yep. be Delencia must be dispatched with Nogales, not the other way around. Right. That's what's weird. What does this mean? Yeah, How that's, does he that's know? weird. Well, we've already Can seen just... with with like with Conus's trident, his his weapon is a very well-known, a renowned historical figure, Bolum, right? Which appears in a lot of historical texts. So why can't the sword be Delencia? Because Delencia's a queen. I don't know what the Nogales is either. So. Yeah, Delencia is the queen of souls. I don't think she would be attributed to a sword of that caliber. No, like she's not... Yeah, the, the, uh, the, 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 the phrase itself makes little sense. I mean, dispatched is somewhat of a violent. I don't like that. Verb, right? No, it's not a positive. Yeah, the verb. problem is the with Delencia yeah. part of it. Like, why would it say with? Like, you're dispatching something with the Queen of. Like, are you dispatching both of them? Is that what it's. It's kind of. It's kind of. I don't know. I feel like conjecture at this point is yeah. even more fun than good. We should be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A move on. Maybe I send a message to the queens and be like, "Yo, up the guard, like a lot," or more like, "Be on the lookout for chilling quest." Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm I'm starting into my fifth levels. That sixth level. If I send this message, <sighs> if only more people could get sending. <laughs> So what are you sending? Sending a message. Should I do it directly to Delencia, or should I do it to my mom? Send it to Delencia. Okay. Uh, okay, I send a message to Delencia, Queen Delencia. What's the range on the, that spell? Unlimited. Oh, it's, it's okay. limited. Unless they're on a different plane, then I have to roll a percentile dice. Five percent chance that it doesn't so, arrive. What? So, just why don't you just send her the the actual statement that was written in the book of proofs and the fact that it was that, proven true? Well, because maybe it means something to her that it doesn't to us. I feel like it goes through. What do you? Sending? I start to send it and like. Okay. Um. Sleep chilling quest wrote in the book of proofs. Nogales must be dispatched with Delencia. I don't know what this means. It was proven true. If it's something nefarious, be on the lookout. I have no idea how many words that was, but... Um, you got to if it. <laughs> should probably keep track of that better. Uh, <laughs> she responds with... I don't know what that means... I have personal guards. I'll make sure I'm safe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's let's get to the palace. 
Yes. I mean, by now she knows what your mom told her because it's been six hours since you told your mom about. (laughs) So um, are you taking the book of proofs? No. No. We leave it there and we leave it open, I guess. We might need that proof. None of us have ever heard of Nogales in, like, any history or lore. Apparently not. Meaningless. I mean, ironically, we're in the one place we could find information about it, but we don't seem to have the time. Um, so roll a history check, everybody. This is really a memory check. You know how I hate the history check. 18 plus 2 is 20. 12. 17. Pretty low. Uh, 11. Uh, Konos and Axley, you remember that you learned about Seligon. What is Seligon spelled backwards? Nogales. Nogales. The worst part is, I did that and I was like, Seligon, I don't think we've heard of Seligon. Then I looked back in my notes and I was like, the brother's name is Seligon. They sound similar. Didn't click. The, the two swords. You were yeah. told that Seligon yeah. has a companion sword. So this is, so I, we were right. Nogales is the name of the sword. The sword. But why would you dispatch the sword with Valencia? Like that's unless they're both to be destroyed at the same time with being along with here. Yeah. Like wasn't like the score supposed to be like thrown in a volcano to destroy that? Unless Delencia somehow has the power to destroy the sword. But I think we had already figured out that that sword could only be destroyed by taking it where it was forged. Yeah. Cause if it had said Delencia must be dispatched with the sword, then sure. Okay. So gonna... here's the other thing to think about that those swords, those artifacts, artifacts have a soul in them, right? Delincia is the queen of souls. Either way, this doesn't look good. Um, go to the palace. So his mission is to destroy the sword. Destroy the sword and Delencia. So, you know, that you know that you have to destroy the sword where it was created, but it's created in two places, right? The forge that makes it and the soul that imbues it. So it could That's his mission. So it could mean he means to like take out the Queen of Souls, not the Queen of Calport. But considering the cyclical way things seem to be working, they might be one and the same. Um could be. let's get to the palace. I'm just trying uh, to give go. you information that you would remember because it's it's only been, you know, a few weeks since you've been learning all this and you've all been writing it down in notes and whatnot and talking about it. I mean, your characters have been talking about it, right? So you would start to make connections between, Yeah. okay, if this is an artifact like Bolum, you know that Bolum, Bolum said his brothers and sisters were also still, like, he can't contact them and, you know, whatnot. And... You know that the these artifact swords have souls in them as well, and you know Delincia is the queen of soul, queen of souls. So, you know, some you know, if you want to put a soul into an artifact, you have to get that soul from somewhere. Yep. Or into a rod. Or right. Yeah. 
right? Some Somehow that soul, there are several ways to do it actually, but somehow you have to get that soul. And so if you want to destroy the artifact or whatever, you have to destroy the way it was made at the forge and you also have to release the soul. So why don't, why don't you all go ahead to the palace? I'm going to go retrieve the curiosity if it's still there and, uh, fly it back to the castle. Just tell them that I'm going to land it on the top of a tower. <laughs> okay. Make sure it's in stealth mode. Alright, let's go. Um, so you um, get to the auditorium and you enter the auditorium and all of the individuals that were skeletons previously that were in the cages, the cases that they were in, um, are fully invested individuals. So they have full, you know, muscles and internal organs and skin and all that. And they all look like they're like almost in stasis sitting there. And Gaston is on the ground. What? And the book that was on the pedestal is gone. Uh, on the ground, as in... Like, um, yeah, I want to go check on the body. I, so I want to check on him and see if he's... Like, prone on the ground? Mm-hmm. He's, he's just kind of... La- he's laying... He's, he's on the ground, kind of in the fetal position, curled up. Yeah, I'll run over. Gaston? Yeah, um, you want to roll a medicine check? Yeah. You can try. <laughs> 16, uh, 19. Um, he has bite marks all over him. And like humanoid bite marks or like canine bite marks? No. Animal. Um, so if you want to identify any other medicine check. 11, 22. (laughs) Um, Marcel it's like weird patterns all over. It's really hard to tell. You can't really like, it's just, it's, but it's weird, very thin, sharp teeth. So it's like thousands of paper cuts. Um, Imarin, it looks like thousands of paper cuts, but they're in a specific pattern and the pattern fits. If you were to, take the book from the pedestal and place it on the body and then pick it up and put it down again, slightly turned and pick it up and move it and slightly turn it. And, Oh, and he is unconscious. He is not conscious. He's breathing very shallow. Okay. Um, cure wounds quickly. Um, at second level. Okay. I'm running out of spells. Oh, that's a d20. That's not what I want. <laughs> I'm panicking. Nine, thirteen points regained. Okay. Not much, but uh, his breathing becomes more regular. Um, most of the tiny paper oh, go away. Uh, he kind of wakes up with a startle. Stone, what happened? Hey, uh, what happened? Here's what. 
Oh god, wait. Is it still in the room? And I look around for the book. Yeah, you want to roll me a perception check? Yes, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll look too. <laughs> I, I tell them, I'm like, it looks like the book literally bit him. Oh, I am hot mess. 20. Blah, 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 blah. Perception is a tw- unnatural 20. Oh, wow. The book is on top of one of the it's la- it's laying as if as if it was open so one half of it is on top of one of the cases and the other half is sort of laying down and when mm-hmm. you see it if you look at it for just a couple of seconds you see that it's slightly moving basically very ever so slowly sawing into the cabinet the case i will cast telekinesis and grab it Pointed out to meanwhile, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like Gaston. What what made the book decide to bite you? Well, it was locked what on happened? the pedestal. Yeah, something let yeah. it go. Yeah, what happened? How did it get off? The it, it it broke free. When? Why? Oh. I, I was just giving my sermon, and I turned to almost the last page, and it raged up broke free and attacked me. thought it was going to take oh, my face the off. the magic in this place is going. The magic in this place is going because that door shut too quickly. It was magically sealed so that it would... Because when I pulled it, it wouldn't budge. It was supposed to go slow and it closed too quickly. And now the restraints on this thing are going. The magic in this place is leaving. I don't know why, but this is a problem. I summon Tavros, because Tavros hasn't come back. Is he still here? He coalesces in front of you. What's Co- happening? Hold on real second. Konos, you have the book. Oh, what are yeah. you doing with it? Um, I will... I mean, I, I guess sort of pull it towards us, closer to us, but keep it, you know, keep it restrained, just kind of floating in the air. Okay. Um, it um, is straining again. I, 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 I would say... Yeah. I'd say put it in a bag, but it'll just eat through the bag. Um, I mean, I can hold on to it for up to ten minutes, so. Assuming it doesn't break free. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tavros coalesces in front of you. I was unable to locate your companion. It's probably gone from Yeah, the that's okay. What's going on? Why is the magic like, leaving? What do you mean? Why is everything weakening? The not leaving like coming Things back don't seem to yeah be but they're... like they were you said coming back coming back why where is it going the library is in use again it brings its energy who else is using the library uh, now besides us just you i thought well and those we've brought with us uh, so what it's normal for a book to decide to bite Patrons? Well, that book like is broke- supposed to be restrained. Well, why did, why is it not restrained, then? He must have read too much of it, and it gave it too much energy. I mean, look. Well, is there a safe place of, we can... He sort of, like, gestures to all of the things that used to be skeletons that are now flesh and blood living things. Yeah. What am I... Well, is there a safe place we can put this where it won't attack anybody else? You can chain it back to the pedestal. Sure. 
You'll have to put magic bindings on it. Of course. I can do that if you'd like. Yeah, we don't have any magic bindings. Sure, I will just telekinetically just move it over and just plunk it back down on the pedestal and just press it down there. Go ahead, quick, please. (laughs) Uh, Give me a strength check. Okay. Um... (laughs) Since I'm using magic, could this be a charisma check? Well, it's going to be. It's I rolled a two, I rolled a two either way, so it's going to be garbage no matter what. Seven. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not held down well enough for Tavros to do anything with it. Okay. Uh, it's flopping uh, around and. <laughs> someone, someone put like something flatten. heavy on top of it. Can you, yeah, can I just flatten it? Are you going to touch it? Sure. Okay, yeah. I don't got any spells you, left. You, you, so. can, you, can, you can press on it. Sure. Um, when you press on it, the thumb that you use to sign the contract mm-hmm. starts burning. Great. Um, roll me a constitution save. God dang it. <laughs> oh, that's a seven. Couldn't have been a strength check. I was hope I was banking on strength. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, you take thirteen damage and your thumb starts bleeding. Ow! God bless. That is one hey. hell of a paper cut. Oh, paper and your cut. blood drips. It's gonna sting for a while. When your blood drips onto the book, though, the book settles down. Great. Good. Feed me, Seymour. Tavros says, ah, <laughs> I haven't been able to do that for a while. And then he disapparates. Do what? There's no help. <laughs> he hasn't, he hasn't, Did had, he at least put he it hasn't had a corporeal body for a long time. That's kind of what I thought. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Marin, are you alright? Yeah, it's fine. Your thumb won't stop bleeding, though. Good. Great. I just... (laughs) Might want to wrap that. Stop it. Yep, I'll just wrap it in cloths and... I guess let it go. Just on your... If I bleed out through my thumb. (laughs) Alright, we should probably get moving again. Gaston, uh, you're a cleric. Can't you heal her? I can. Does she want me to? No. No? Um, you're still bleeding. Don't you trust me? If you would really like to, you can. Uh, <laughs> that was like the least enthusiastic <laughs> acceptance of All right. I guess you can <laughs> heal me. <laughs> Like, I don't really... <laughs> uh, <laughs> he walks over and he puts his hand on your shoulder. And when he does so, Socks jumps onto him and stands, stands on his head and starts purring, doing that little trill sound that Socks does. And, um... Oh. Huh? Traitor. Hmm? Traitor. <laughs> Uh, He's a traitor. <laughs> you heal eight points of damage. Thanks, Gaston. You are very welcome. 
I owe you much. And now I must finish my job. Do you want to stay to see the glory at the end? Unfortunately, we can't. But we'll be back, probably. You have business to attend to, per usual. I see. Of course you do. And no more reading from Mm. that book. No, he's actually going to finish my task. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. Uh, yeah, no, we're we're a bit busy trying to save the world. Um, hopefully we're not messing it up. I Let's am go. as well. I am also we're, saving the world. Great. Then we're on the same team. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. have a meeting to attend. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, 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 what are you saving the world from? We've got a list. <laughs> You have a list. This one's going to be the one to show up and save our asses at the end. Sort of. <laughs> What's on your list? Me, I can help. Well, uh, trying to undo a massive flood, stopping an army of un- of undead sea creatures. You know, I'm dragging Kodos <laughs> by the shoulder. I see he's like chatting. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. He says as you want out. Maybe you can help with the undead. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Yep, just, yep. Oh, boy. I think, I think we brought back a crazy person. Nah, he's fine. He's just a cleric. Oh, they all like that? Well, hopefully I the book doesn't clerics. eat him again. <laughs> I almost offered him a vial of my blood to just be like, you know, just feed it to the book if it gets really riled up, but I feel like that would be not so great. <laughs> I mean, he's a cleric of Goras, too. He can do the same thing. Yeah, that's Stop. what I was thinking. I was like... Blood. It like ate him, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't really wanted his blood. Apparently, <laughs> a little too much of it. <laughs> Poor guy. Okay, great. We keep moving. Apparently, the more we stay in here, the more crazy it gets. Let's get out. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it's this is a mess. Mm-hmm. What did he mean? The library's in use again. Who's using it? We are. He said he didn't. Ever said he didn't know? Yeah. He indicated all the people that are brand new in their cases. Yeah. I mean, are somehow just... using the library. Even, so. It is more souls in the library, I guess. Assuming the souls were not there when they were just skeletons. Yeah, he was pretty ambiguous. Yeah, I don't feel like this is a problem for another day. <laughs> it's like he speaks a different language, right? His perspective is so skewed. I, yeah, so. I just don't understand him. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Axley is going to get the curiosity. Yes. And everyone else is going to the royal manor. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Actually, the curiosity is there. Nobody has. Okay. I figure we need yeah, to at least move it to somewhere good. safer. So. That's why I want to move it to the castle. Okay. Um, are you going to cast invisibility? Is that your plan? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering if you're just going to fly across the sky. Screw it. I'm just going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buzz the tower. <laughs> um, somebody needs to play the Top Gun theme song. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Um, yeah, so you want to have an audience with the queens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rayla. And who else would you like to be there? Um, 17. 17. 
I need to have. Um, and, uh, probably a decent. Or not Tadius, it's his name, the. Hubertus, Lord Tobik. Yeah, yeah Hubertus, Lord Tobik, Sabatine, the Queen's Rayla. We didn't. We never met Varys and Pictor, but I guess they can come. Like, so basically, the Council, the Queens. We need to compliment Hubertus oh. on his uh, hellishly good cupcakes. Apparently, I mean, I think we should limit it to, to very few people. I think, I think, I think, just the Queens. Hubertus is the advisor, right? Sure. Um, and then Sabatine, because she controls the navy, the fleet, because she'll know how best to manage that. Yes, assuming her death wasn't a sham to make her appear as if she's on our side. Um. <laughs> Look on mm-hmm. Nina's face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I if, if we're limiting people, I would just say Hubertus, Rayla, and the Queens. Sure. Yeah, I think that's the better bet. I think that's and then if we need to inform Sabatine, we can inform Sabatine, but... That's the word anybody else needs to know. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, le- the less yeah. amount of people, the better. So, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so those four. Yeah, four. So I'm assuming you gave instructions to Rayla to only invite the Queen's Hubertus and herself. Mm-hmm. Um, you are brought to the main, so the main room where the very first time you met the Queens, you're brought there. It's, it's basically their throne room, their, their engagement room where they have people come and speak to them, except instead of having all those tons of people around, of course, uh, the two Queens are sitting there and Hubertus is standing next to them and speaking to them and um Rayla's there and Lord Tobik is also there as well as two of the Queen's elite guards in the room and so when uh, when you get to the door the out the outside guards open the door and announce that you're here and they motion to have you come and then they shut the door behind you and inside the room are the two elite guards and Tovik? Yeah, so inside the room are the two queens. Hubertus and Rayla are, are standing next to the queens, speaking to them. The queens are sitting down. Lord Tobik is behind, and between, you know, in the middle of the two queens, but behind them. And then there are two elite guards that are on either side of him, but back against the wall. Wow. I didn't hear you. Are you muted? Um. Uh, maybe. No? No. I can hear you. Okay. Um, I said I'll bow. Okay. Yeah, we'll bow. Um. Come forward. Okay, come forward. (laughs) You wanted a private meeting? Um, Here it is. Yes. We appreciate the effort you put into this and meeting with us on short notice. Um. Everybody in this room is someone you can trust, correct? Well, respectfully, is it possible to to have the first words with just yourselves and Hubertus? 
You want us to get rid of our personal bodyguards? Well, could they they could sta- stand at the door, stand guard at the door. They have instructions to give their lives for us. I don't think they will stand outside. They would have little time to come in if you tried to harm us. Would Tobik suffice? Or would you like all three? Lord Tobik. And Tobik says, Yes. Yes, Your Highness. We will stay. I mean, that's that's reasonable. That's fine. Um, we have come across... Um, some information that may maybe someone else should explain. I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking. <laughs> you said like my backups. I don't do this. Are we we have secured them. We, we have- I have no idea. That's why I shoved this off on someone else. <laughs> Great. I'll just say, yeah, we, we have secured a means to reverse the effects of the sinking in this in this world but they this may be it's pretty complicated as far as all the details go it's best just to say that we have the means to have we have some access to some portals that activated will drain the water drain the excess water from this plateau back to the blue plateau and we've already made take We've already taken steps to secure that plateau, the rift in that plateau to make sure this won't happen again. But the concern is that this may happen very suddenly and very drastically, not on a controlled a controlled rate. And it Much like it did. To a state that we're, none of us are familiar with. Right. We can control when it's going to start, but after it started, we have no control. It's just going to either go real slow and be okay or it's going to go really fast and people are going to be stranded and boats are going to fall and it could be problematic. So we need to get word distributed. And this will save us from the underwater army that is coming our way? Potentially, it could help. The main issue is that the the land masses are currently drifting towards the four corners and they're going to run into whatever catastrophes await there. So we need to stop that. Getting rid of the water helps that cause if nothing else. It'll also reduce... Why Why wait? Why haven't you given the command now? Because there are people on the Yeah, We wanted to check with you first, warn you, and and get your guidance. Were Were any of you alive when the sinking first occurred? Hubertus kind of raises it. <laughs> what do you remember of that event? Um, not much. I mean, there was a great swelling of water and it overtook everything. And then we started to rebuild. Okay. I mean, the, the th- it was large. Many people drown. Many people we never saw again. We don't really know what happened to them. We assume they drowned, or... We don't know how fast the concern will disappear. Could happen in the blink of an eye. So any ship still at sea, for instance, anywhere in the world will be greatly affected by that. Your coastline is going to dramatically change from what it was, for instance. 
then the armada out in the out in the bay is going to be be in jeopardy. You are Probably convinced see. that this will turn our world back to where it was before the sinking? No, not really. I'm just Oh. I think the water may disappear in an instant back and, to the levels it was and leave us back where we were. If the ground below the waters has changed, that was not part of the contract we did. The deal was contract. to remove the water. Who have you been making contracts with? Elbowing Marcel. Her, the being with the power to actually do this, because it's not something we can do. That is neither here nor there. The problem is the the thing we have secured is getting rid of the excess water, not returning the world to exactly how it was before. Rayless, we have to utilize a series of portals to drain to, to actually drain the water through through the, a plane. What did you do, my child? Who did you make a bargain with? We needed access to the red plateau. The water has to go through the red plateau, so we struck a deal and. It will transfer without issue back to the blue button. And this process doesn't just reverse the, the, the water volume and affect just our plane. It also reverses and interferes with the process by which these evil entities have disrupted the multiple plateaus and usurped power from themselves to create this undead army and change the flow of souls from the soul spire. At that point, Queen Delincia, who hasn't said anything yet, turns and says, It must be done. Do it now. We should give warning to those out at sea. What can they do? Ground Ground their ships. Ground their ships. Land safely. Give them time. Give them a chance to survive this. How will we get messages out? I have spells that I can shoot to people and they might have people that can shoot spells to other people we can get information out this reversal must be done as soon as possible as soon as we can get waited i'm in agreement i don't think we can reach nearly enough people for it to really matter every life matters every single one of them out there on that ocean needs a chance if we can save at least a handful i have messages I have if nine spell slots else, that I can spend. If nothing else, 95% of my people are out at sea. You are dooming my race to death if we do this immediately. Won't they just go back where they came from? I don't This is know. going to reverse everything, correct? Reverse not the water, not everything. Water. We cannot save everyone. How can we notify not everyone? everyone a portion. We just need time. At least, How much time? at least you can protect your armada. Do you risk their destruction in this event? You? They're supposed to be. That's they're supposed to be protecting Calport. If this causes their destruction, there's no protection left here. If something happens to Calport, it will probably destroy us as well. We're just well, talking about water, the ships. How are waters receding? Damage Calport. It'll mean you have a lot farther to go for trade to the ocean. You'll have to enact a transport system and roads, but it's not going to damage Calport. Even if the lake survives, it will rock the ships out at sea right now. 
So every one of those people who are on ships may not survive. And we, we, that's assuming how, it's a violent How affair, do you choose who to save? We don't. We just have to get the word out. Right. We don't choose. That means we do it now. Give us a week. That's all, that's all we ask for. The army might be here in a week, and that will create more death and destruction than otherwise. If the army gets here, then we'll pull the plug, but until then, we need time. Take your time. Thank you. You're the ones in control. Why did you come and speak to us in the first place? Is this a negotiation, or are you just telling us what is happening? No, we wanted your opinion. Because the other option is not doing it at all, but if you're this convinced it has to happen, then it's probably for the best. There I've is... been told my entire life that I am the line that will put it back. Or I have a child who will be the line that will put it back. Or they have a child that will be the line that will put it back. But it will be put back. Put what back? The world. The soul spire. The children. There is one other reason we came here. The other halfling that was with us. Do we just sell them all? <laughs> I kind of look at the others. So, Might as well. my Wi-Fi cut out when we were talking about this, so I don't have a whole lot of information about that. So, okay. <laughs> it's up to you. The other halfling that came with us is Cornelius Adrian. What? I thought you said he was Blacksley. Yeah, well, that's his name this time. Um, this He's a reincarnation. Well, you are not the original Delencia, but you are Delencia. Much in the same way, he is not necessarily exactly the same Cornelius, but he is the same soul. He is and coming we for me. Yes. Why? What does he... The cycle must repeat itself. And what happens if it doesn't? I don't know. He has the sword. A very evil sword. And he left a phrase behind concerning it. Saying that that sword must be dispatched with Delencia. We're not really sure what that means. He needs me to get rid of it. Where would... Somebody wanted to get rid of it, where would they take it? Where would they need to go? Well, either the soul spire or the forge in which it was made. But he needs you to do it. To get to the soul spire. Well, that is the task. And we don't know where he is. We don't know where he yeah, is. We don't know where he is. We do know that he thinks this is his task and that he has to do it. That is the only reason he exists. He's waiting for me. Try to see. I could try to see where he is now. No need. The, the sword's name is Nogalus. Why do you say no need? I know where he is. Where is he? Making his way to the soul spire. What will he do there when he's, when he's there? Wait for me. 
and would you join him and why? <laughs> if we destroy the sword, it will release my children. Mm. Okay. Well, we have that done. Well, Let's... if we resolve this other issue, maybe we can accompany you. To no, not leave you to it alone. we have something else we need to do. And I look at Konos. <laughs> we still have a piece to recover, don't we? Yes, we do. Another piece of being that's in the blue plateau that was that is now has it sealed. It was stolen by somebody I won't name. Is it yes. Olam was a child of Delencia. Is the piece that's stolen the souls that are in the sword? I don't even know if the sword is the one with the souls. I think it's more of a key. Possibly. The sword did have a big amethyst on it. How's that related to the coral, the amethyst? It's not, but the amethysts have been used to seal things, so... Yeah. Breaking the sword is probably breaking that seal. The dirge of the House of Adrum says amethyst key on it. Mm-hmm. We get another confluence of weighty events. Uh, I, I still am wondering why we're hesitating on stopping the sinking. I mean, I thought that was our... You heard Marcel. Focus. Yeah, but there's a lot more at stake now. But how Somehow we have to find... I mean, you're talking that's Somehow years. we have... It's years to distribute word to everything and everybody. Not if we get some sending spells out. We, we have to we, know the right people to send them to. We will get word to Sabatine. I don't know who else you can contact. All of your Traston Finn citizens are here. Yeah. And we can ask them I mean, contacts. We can ask them family members on the sea. We can ask... Marcel might know people. We can tell them to tell others. Even if we can save a handful of them, it's worth an extra day or two. And if we can get even more in a week, great. If Larillac shows up by then, we pull the plug. But at least we can get some word out. At least they have a shot. Give them no warning is to condemn all of them, and I'm not going to do that. We but to try. take too much time to give, to give too much warning could lead to worse death. I mean, delaying Larillac this process... We may not want to give them a time frame. Just as soon as possible, get off the sea. Yeah. If you can't. And we can ask them how long. And we can ask them how long do you think it will take you to get to land? And if they say five days, we give them. We can maybe give them five days. If they say three days, we can maybe give them three days. If our max time frame is two days, great. If it's seven, we try. That's all we can do. You're saying them. But you're saying them, you're talking about only a handful of people. You're not going to talk to everybody. Certainly there are people out there that can't get to land in the amount of time we want to give them. You can contact Ash, and he has contacts at the company, the Eastern Sun. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. Where it took how many years to deliver messages? (laughs) Yeah. That's because none of them were high-level casters, right? Yeah. But all we need are names. And someone who can cast Sunday. Konos could actually go to the agent of the Eastern Sun. 
That was honestly what I was thinking. Because if we go there and get a list of names for other agents in other places, then we know who we have to send messages to. And then we just need to get enough casters. The reason I said Ash is because he's on a ship somewhere. So he can tell his people and Konos can go to the company, the Eastern Sun, and contact all of those agents. And I know the names of the elders of at least my clan. Mm-hmm. So we can get yeah. word to them. And the Haka have are them. amazingly fast swimmers. Yeah. So and we would probably be able to get word out pretty fast. We just... Yeah. We, I still think we shouldn't be giving them a time yeah. frame. It's just get the word out. Tell them that this is going to happen. They need to get off the water. It's as simple as that. There is a chance that if you want to go back to the Blue Plateau, you might be able to do that by going deep underwater. But there is no guarantee you will survive. And that's the message. We don't know how long this, how long you have, so assume that you are already out of time and book it. <laughs> yeah. And then we send the, a couple of Haka out as far as we can to keep an eye out for Laralak. And as soon as they see Laralac to swim back to us and we pull the plug because we want to be able to do pull the plug before they get to basically what is the Bay of Calrot. Cal because if they're inside the lake, then they're going to survive. Mm-hmm. So we need to pull the plug before they get to the lake, basically. How long do you think this will all take? At least a day or two. I mean, how many sendings it takes, how long? I mean, that's a one action spell, right? Yeah. But how many, yes, how I many can slots do nine send- Yeah. I can yeah, do nine sending level. spells per day. What level spell is it? Yeah, I can also. It's a level three. So two level threes, three level fours, two level fives, and one level six. So you need at least level, what, five caster for level three spells? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I could do Dream, and it has to be somebody I know. So just having a random list of names isn't going to help me at all. Yeah. I mean, maybe, could you, do you think you can pray to your deity, and do you think that yeah, that might be a way to distribute, at least throughout the, through the clerics, to get the word out? I used up the Divine Intervention a couple of days ago. I don't think she can intervene much more, fortunately. Also, she's probably a bit I can, I, you, so no more miracles for the time yeah, being. Yeah, probably not so uh, happy with me at the moment. I don't, I don't think um, I'm able to do a sending and magically send one sending to like a lot of people on a list. <laughs> I can, um, however, go to the temple and give the information out to the people there and see if they have contact with other monasteries. Um, yeah. So we have Rayla, who's the head of the church. She can probably gather anyone who's fifth level or higher and figure out how many sendings can be sent and basically distribute a list of names and the message to be sent out. And some of those can probably be other places that have uh, casters. It's either bards or clerics and wizards uh, that can use sending. Okay, so Mm -hmm. let's, let's presume you do all that. What is your actual timeline that you're planning on? So you're going to do that. It's going to take a couple of days to get everybody all that information. 
Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, probably two days to get everything out and organized and the sendings starting to get sent. We're keeping to that time frame of work week max. Yeah. I can start like day one. Um, I can even start the current day with at least my sixth level. If we're like straight going to bed, I can just use my sixth level to get to Ash and let him know at least. And then I can start Konos and I can book it in the morning to the Eastern Sun and I can start while we're gathering the information and the other people and what we need. Yeah, so basically those who cannot cast sending make the list of people, like the priority list of people who we send the message to. Um, The other thing we need to do is make sure that the Armada is within the bay's limits so that they're not not affected by it. And then send out how how is how is the bay positioned towards the sea? Like, does it have like it is is it like a eight one eighty degree thing or? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so we send maybe four groups of Haka out to see those with the keenest perception, the keenest eyes, with instructions to to keep an eye out for the army. And to report back if they don't. Yeah, we have like a, I want to say like a flare gun, but obviously not a flare gun. Do we have something that can like <laughs> signal instead of having them swim back and like come running to us so that the, if they see it, they shoot up a signal and we can just go to make I mean, it faster? They could light a signal flare on the ship. Maybe we have Shark Face go out with them. We have could have out. a central ship midway between them and the bay. Yeah. Probably should be our ship, right? We don't want our ship stranded in the bay. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're, we're going to wait until the, like, as, as much as possible, we're waiting till all four Haka return. We're not, <laughs> ideally, we're not making them a suicide squad. <laughs> as soon as they spot the thing on the horizon, they book it back because that's when we're pulling the plug. Yeah. If they stay out there, they're going to get affected too. We have to keep three sendings in, in reserve to contact the other three Hawkeye and basically say, get back in. <laughs> well, yeah. really what we need is we need someone who has sending on that ship that's forward deployed. That's the other option. So that they can send a message to us. Because otherwise it makes no sense to have the Haka racing back with the army right behind them, eating up all that time as they continue to progress to get us the word. I mean, we need to have the word. Yeah. But if they if they light a signal fire, I mean that's an option. Are there any wizards in town? Could transcribe spell scrolls, then anybody could cast it. You need a wizard for that. But I mean, the court has to have a wizard. Heroes are your wizard. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. What do you need me to do? (laughs) Four sending scrolls. Very well. I'll go start scribing them right now. You are not just an excellent cook, but a good person. I heard you tried my cupcakes. They are out of this world. Hmm. Real popular in hell. I guess I'll take that as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) They kept us alive, which is what it meant. (laughs) Excellent. All right, so yeah, we've got a plan. We just put it in motion. Yeah. Okay. 
So that's oh, what boy. Some... your plan is being put in motion. <laughs> oh, this feels real endgame like. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have time for you to find out ways to interfere with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's something that Konos wants to ask Axley if there's a spare minute, but can wait sure. till next time. Oh, that's a whole conversation I'm running <laughs> At some point, Konos will just pull Blasley aside and we'll just say, I didn't mean to look, but this robe shows me everything, whether I wanted to or not. I saw what you wrote to Emeryn. <laughs> showed me what you wrote to Emeryn. It showed me the power you have. I'm not going to pressure you, but I just want to ask if it's that powerful. Why not use it for this? Everything has downsides. I use it for, for use it how? I mean, how is it going to help? I don't, I don't think it has that much power. I mean, you know better than I do, but I, if it was mine, I would try it. That's all. I'm so glad you thought of that, Matt, because I didn't think of it until right now. <laughs> Last session, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Like I'm like I and I and I messaged Sam, you know, privately while that was going on. I said, "You know, look, I'm I'm respecting him. I'm not trying to look, but I think with the robe and the fact that my passive perception is stupid high, I think I probably yeah. I might see it regardless whether I want to or not because I literally can't cover my eyes when I'm wearing that robe." And yeah, Sam Wait. Sam told me about it. I'm like, "Okay, well." So do we all know? Or does no, Karu still not know? Karu does I not know. know. <laughs> I am so bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> I'm the worst. And I'll leave Wax with, you know, I'll, I'll actually, like, I'll, I'll keep your secret, but, you know, don't, don't let that go to waste, is all, is all I'll ask. Uh, so, the first first bit of business is y'all need to level up. Woohoo! Oh, yes. You need to level up to 15. Level. What? Ooh. Whoa. Oh, I'm scared. Okay. Ooh, that means we need eight level spells, guys. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. That means I get something very interesting. How do we get eight level? I don't, I don't even have a seven. I have, I'm at six. At yeah, 12? 13. Yeah. yeah. 13th to get 7th level and a 15th to get 8th level. Yeah. Because we're skipping three levels, that's yeah, why. <laughs> you're sk- it's you're and, yeah, we did accomplish a few things between last time. So. I mean... Question, a quick question for Sam. Yeah. Technicality. Um, do you know yet if this takes more or less than three days? Because I get Divine Intervention back in three days. So, well, that's what I was just going to say is okay. you all end up doing all your sendings for two days and because Hubertus you know scribed you the scrolls for the Haka and he can scribe more for other individuals who could cast the spell and whatnot um yeah after a couple of days you're basically you know there's enough people doing things that the word is getting out but Delincia has a request or a question. Mm-hmm. The question is, do you want to come get Blacksley with her? Wow. This can't wait until after we deal with Blairlack. I mean, let's be fair. This might help weaken him. If not him, then 
big boss. Yeah. And, and yeah, I kind of have a personal good. reason to to go. Yep. I mean, yeah, we're obviously yep. going. I was just wondering if we could push it back. Like, you don't have to. You can say, yeah. you can say, yeah. it's, you don't have to. It's your choice. You can okay. say, that's a great idea. We want to wait until we, we want, we want to resolve the water issue first. You can say that it's totally your choice. If you want to talk about it, that's fine. I mean, if you want to talk amongst yourselves and make that decision, you don't have to say yes to her. At this point, the four of you hold all the cards right now. <laughs> you you are the only ones that can activate the res- resolution of the contract. She can't do it. She can't That's force you. Nobody can, nobody can like cast a spell and read your mind and do it or anything like that. Like you are the only. So it's your choice how you want to do it. But she. Like what asks happens if, if we're you, gone? Hmm. Say that again. I, I'm just, I'm worrying because if we're gone and Lairlac shows up, there's a five percent chance that sending spell doesn't get to us, and everybody's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's risk with every delay, right? I mean, I assume that if one sending spell fails with something as important as they're coming, um, I mean, you can have them send the message to Sanatine. What difference? Well, the problem is if we can, if we're the only one, it has to reach us because even if we're in another plane, we can ma- oh, use because you're going to activate it when they see. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So the big thing is we need to know when Larilac is spotted because either at seventh on the seventh day or or when he shows up, we're pulling the plug. So the sending right. spell has to let us know, and then we basically count to ten to give the Hawk a time to get back. And pull the plug. We don't need to be on the material plane for that. We could be in the soul spire. Right. And I don't right. feel like we should be leaving Delencia alone with whatever the heck happens in the soul spire. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so I say we should go. The question now is, do we go now? Because like the thing is, if we wait t- till we pull the plug, we're going to be dealing with po- a-, a possible army of, of undead. So maybe going there while everyone, like the sending part is already done. And that only takes us, what, two, three days maybe to organize. After that, it's out of our hands. So we could wait three days and then go with her. And then just, they have to contact us. And if their first sending fails, then they just have to try again. It's a 5% failure. Right. It's not like a humongous risk, but... I still would feel better if we were here during that whole thing. There's not much we can do besides pace back and forth and hope as many people as possible get saved. <laughs> Which we can do at the Soul Spire, too. I mean, yeah, that's fair. But, like, we don't know if the whole army is going to get sucked back into the Blue Plateau. Like, if there's still an army that remains and they attack the city, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like we should be there because I feel like this is kind of our fault. Oh, this is totally our fault. <laughs> Way to put it bluntly. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I wish we could be in two places at the same time. I could give you the next best thing. What? What's the next best thing? Shift. Is that like a gate? Kind of like gate. 
it's kind of like yeah, yeah it's literally it's you, know, you can teleport up to eight willing creatures um to a different plane of existence you specify a target destination in general terms such as the city of brats on the elemental plane of fire etc etc and you appear in or near that location um, but it's not specific it's like yeah i can't say i want to appear appear in a specific room within like so like like that becomes our this becomes our way to get back here really quickly if the for whatever reason you know the curiosity is doesn't work or something like that it's it's an it's it's another emergency it's another like you know emergency button emergency exit button and because honestly i don't know what else to potentially take with a seventh level spell um and there's one spell there's one spell but i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get 1500 gold worth of ruby dust to use it i think we're at the point where we can ask for that (laughs) yeah we could however i will say if you do take plane shift i also have um What's it called? Board of Recall, um, which is basically another emergency exit. It's a sixth level, but um, if you take that, it frees up my sixth level so I can use it for something else. I've been carrying it because I feel like we're in trouble, or you can take something else because I have an emergency exit. At least one of us has one. Does that take you from one plane to the other? Yes. It's uh, you and up to five willing creatures within five feet of you instantly teleport to a previously designated sanctuary, which is the sanctuary in the castle designated, or I don't know if it's in the castle, but it's the designated um, for us sanctuary. Um, And you appear in the nearest unoccupied space. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if plane shift... Because everybody has to be within five feet of me. I don't know if plane shift gives you the option of range, but you know. Uh, no, it's okay. same thing. Not not only not no. It literally, we all have to be holding hands. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's same yeah. thing. Okay. Well, one of us has that. If you take it, it'll free me up a slot. If you don't want it, I have it. So don't feel pressured to take it. It is easier to get a component for that uh, than it is the ruby dust. Okay. We can go fight a dragon and see if we can find some ruby uh-huh. dust. <laughs> well, I mean, there's still a potentially a dragon horde out there. That's there's probably a dragon horde out there. Oh, man, I don't know. So I guess we should probably resolve this question if we're going with Valencia and when. I say we should go, and as soon mm-hmm. as everything has been set into motion and we are no longer needed to be, like, on spot. Okay. Because we'd want okay. to finish that, whatever happens. Yeah, that's that's the highest priority. Before going back. Yeah. So, Marcel, guess- um, <laughs> when the sending happens and you contact your people... They want to know if you want them to stay on the common plateau or try to go to the blue plateau. Stay. It's safer. If anyone wants to go back to the blue plateau, we can arrange that later. There is no guarantee you will make the crossing alive. Thank you, Your Highness. Yes! No! I was like, I want more Marcel backstory. Give it to me. <laughs> Marcel hears that and is like, nope, nope, nope. And just like walks off. <laughs> New phone, who dis? 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear the last part. Bye. Marcel <laughs> <laughs> still does not think that he should be. They should be the king of their people. He could be right, but he hasn't gone back to resolve that question yet. No. And he also realizes that it's because of the same reason it's up to the people. <laughs> you can't force them either. <laughs> I mean, Konos didn't want to lead the Haka and they basically yeah. said, nope, you're it, buddy. Yeah. yeah. It's just, he's only 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Marcel is used to a society of Haka that are basically just council of elders. And he and they're not an elder. I mean, sure, they've got some worldly knowledge now somehow. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're probably a higher technical level than I mean, much yeah, any other Lutrinian, right? Yeah, possibly. But that's a problem for future Mercer. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, but soon all these timelines yeah. are going to start converging. Yeah, I mean, as far as Marcel is concerned, it's kind of going to be a bit of, like, the people choose. Like, if they choose them to rule, then I guess it's happening. (laughs) But he, like, the important thing is Marcel doesn't want to impose and be like, hey, so apparently I'm from the royal line, so now I'm your king and you can't say anything. Um, That's what Marcel wants to prevent from happening. So, like, if if the majority say, no, we want you to be king, then it's like, I guess. <laughs> yes, you're king. I'll try not to screw up. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, first, first they have to survive whatever's coming up. Okay, so uh, any other questions before we end the session, then? Everybody's going to yeah, go up to level 15. Rick, are we supposed to choose two spells? This is why I like being a cleric because I'm looking at all my spells. Yeah, I gain two levels. I get two spells. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorcerers are very, very, very specialized. (laughs) And so far, I seem to guess wrong at every point because I think I've used like maybe three spells. Um, and so I might have to look at some more utility though um, what is it not sunbeam I was looking at Uh, sunburst is a pretty tempting offer considering we might be fighting shit that will not like taking 12d6 radiant damage I also have plane shift per turn (laughs) Okay, well, uh, then we will sign out. Thank you to our listeners. And um, I wonder what's going to happen next week. There's a giant undead army possibly swimming toward the group right now. And then there's this queen who wants them to go to a different plane they've never heard of and or never seen or I don't know, whatever. And so who knows? Where's Blacksley? Bye, guys. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.